It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. And the pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? And 29 other MLB clubs. Ramirez with a drive to deep right, away back, goal! Go Hayes, it's a bomb out there by the Rocks. And boy, oh boy, this third inning is now showtime. It is a judgy in blast. All rise. Here comes the judge. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From humidors to spin rates to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. I have to tell you, I just got nervous as I just saw the umpires showing up here at the Lou Wolf Training Complex, Fitch Park, as we are getting you ready for fantasy camp here, Oakland A style. We are in the Valley of the Sun, Mesa, Arizona. Behind us, what you're seeing, and around us, Four baseball fields, three of them packed with campers. I got to tell you, in all my years going way, way back with the athletics, I've done a lot of cool things. I've crossed the Pacific Ocean multiple times, broadcasted from Japan, Tokyo, Japan, from the Tokyo Dome. I've been all over the country with the athletics. There's been a lot of cool things that I've done with the Oakland A's. Many years doing spring training. But I got to tell you, what I have seen down here in Mesa, Arizona, has really warmed my heart. And if you want to know the joy of just the game of baseball, this is it. To watch grown men and women have such tremendous smiles, gratitude on their faces and in their hearts, what's going down here. This has been a lot of fun, and it has just started. We've always said we want to come down to fantasy camp. We want to see what it's like because normally the commander and I would come down here, and it would be in about what? When are we coming down for spring? In about a month? A little over a month, probably like a month and a week from now. Yeah, pitchers and catchers report around the 13th or 14th, right around it. I, know I, think, that, I think it's Valentine's Day, actually. I think the dates just came out today. But we've been busy working around here. So, But I think it came out today, dates – well, the pitchers and catchers dates are already out, but I think game dates. Our first game's February 25th, Saturday. So, you know, usually we're not down here for a month, but the fact that we're here now and to see all the campers and games are going to start coming up here in about 10 minutes. So behind us, you're going to see nothing but A's jerseys and people playing at fantasy camp. This is going to be one of the fields. This is field three. Field two is to my right, uh, 
go to the other go to the other uh, switch over to the other camera that we have. You'll see when we're going to bring up guests. Dave Stewart's going to join us, World Series champion, A's Hall of Famer. Uh, Terry Steinbach is going to be here, uh, World Series hero, obviously, All Star Game MVP, the great Carney Lansford, the World Champion, the Bay Area Kid, batting champion, will be here. Have you switched it over? Yeah. All right, so you'll see. And th this field that you're seeing right here, that's gonna that's field two. And that is going to have, when we're doing the interviews, you'll see people all playing baseball behind us. And then behind the cameras, which you can't see, is field number one. So we have three different fields with campers going right now. And I wish, I wish we would have done this years ago to really have the perspective of how cool this is to be a part of this and understand as a baseball fan, because let's face it, we all get older. And as we get older, we think we can't do this. We think we can't play this great game that we grew up playing. There's a reason why so many of us love baseball. It's because we love playing it. It's a, it's a fun game to play. It's great to play. That's why it's been you know, our national pastime, and it's been played for well over 150 years at the professional level. But we all grow up. We play Little League. Uh, depending on where you grew up, I went on to play Pony League, Colt League, into high school, and then, of course, was very fortunate to play in college. But I miss playing. And I kind of kicked myself as our good friend Brody Brazil from NBC Sports California, who's a great host of A's Pre and Post Game Live and also Sharks Pre and Post Game Live and everything else that Brody does. Uh, has been doing a great job on his YouTube channel about everything about Howard Terminal and the new project. Uh, Brody is here playing, and the funny thing is it's not like it's, hey, Brody Brazil, the TV guy. It's Brody Brazil. You're a camper. Get your uniform and get your ass out there. There's no special treatment. And We thought Brody was going to get picked last. Well, he, yeah, he thought he was gonna, they were going to make a joke, but I, you know, they did a draft earlier today. Uh, you've probably seen pictures. You know, one, one of the things that – uh, maybe I should save this. Remind me to talk about how cool the Lou Wolf Training Complex is. We get a lot of flack about the Coliseum and the Archaic Stadium, but uh, state-of-the-art, this spring training, this is the facility where all of your young Oakland athletics, the guys that are drafted, the guys that are signed, the international signings, everybody comes here. This is where the minor leaguers play and they train. Now, we're used to being over at Ho-Ho Camp Stadium, which is literally right down the street from here. That's where you go to the games and you go to the spring training games. Here, this is the complex where all the minor leaguers get ready for their season. And then you have guys that work out here year-round. The facility is top-notch. It's absolutely second to none. we got action on the field. There's campers taking the field. Do we have campers? Yeah, I mean, at some point, it's like, can we get this thing going? I'm tired of watching you guys take pictures. I'm tired of you guys, you know. Well, they worked out earlier today. Uh, I went over. How cool is this? Just think about this. You would be throwing bullpens, and right there with you throwing bullpens is Dave Stewart and Dallas Braden. I mean, that's the kind of action that you get here at Fantasy Camp. So they were taking fly balls, ground balls earlier. They're assessing these guys. They had a draft. Everybody got drafted. They announced the teams earlier. That's like Brody was uh, Brody was taken by Terry Steinbach and Carney Lansford, and he was taken 
I think I, I don't know when he was drafted. They just called him third, and it was like, no, eh, Brody Brazil, and he just came. It was like no big deal. So I'm actually kind of and, – and now that we've been here and had a little time to see it, maybe this might be something that we want to do. You know, like obviously we – I've been paying for top golf yesterday. I mean, come on. Yeah, we <laughs> – this thing is so sweet, folks. They went – so TPC Scottsdale is the golf course that the PGA Tour will be playing. Is it next week that they're here? Because they're at the Sony right now. So they went from Kapalua and Maui. They'll head over to Honolulu and play the Sony. This is the PGA Tour. I believe then then they will come here. Or they're here. The tournament will be played when the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is going to be here in, what, 32 days? February 13th. 32 days? Something like that, yeah. Because the calendar, I think it's at. They have the calendar going at the airport in Arizona. I think yesterday was 33 days till the Super Bowl. Yeah, so that sounds right. Yeah, because it's February 13th. It's a sun, yeah, Sunday the 13th. Yeah, of course. It's, no, the 12th. My it's bad. in Arizona, but the, the stadium where the Cardinals play, it's in Glendale, Arizona. State Farm, what is it? State Farm Stadium or Field? No, or? no idea. I've, I've worked a few games I tried. There. I tried looking at it's TPC Scottsdale, and it didn't. So, there, so these guys, the campers yesterday, played the sister course to this, which is absolutely beautiful. So February 9th. Uh, February 9th it starts. It's, it's the – oh, no, that's Jason Aldean. Sorry. Uh, is it the Waste Management? Yeah, Waste Management. Looks like it's the February 6th maybe. Yeah. That's uh, what it's saying. Waste Management Phoenix Open Monday, February 6th. So that's a, that, So basically where the PJ Tour is, the sister course to that is where these guys all played yesterday. And then after that, they got to the hotel. We can actually see our hotel from here. We've, we've, by the way, good news for the A's cast crew. We have found a new place to stay for spring training. <laughs> uh, just a, a, a little uh, side note. We, for years, have stayed. So the A's have been staying at the same location. Is it the double? Where was the what is Double that? tree, yeah. The double tree by the airport. When I first came to spring training uh, with the A's, what year was that? Like, oh, oh, seven, six, something like that. Um of course, the team was still training at Phoenix Muni. So it, it still made sense. Well, they never changed. I mean, the great Mickey Morabito, who will be in some Hall of Fame someday, he'll definitely be in the A's Hall of Fame. I would say Fame. he'll definitely be in ours. That is, that, that, that's his hotel. So for all these years, I've stayed at the same hotel by the airport. Well, we're now in Mesa, Arizona, nowhere near the airport. We have finally found. I'm looking. I, I can see it. I can turn the camera. You can see our what? This is a what? Uh, it's the Delta. It's a Marriott. De it's Marriott. It's a Marriott. It's a very nice hotel. We have found. We should promote this hotel. You're coming down to spring training. I, I don't think there's a better place than this for A's fans. Yeah, it's a very nice hotel. It's what? Well, Twelve floors, I think it is, because you're on the 12th floor. Well, right? I'm on the 12th yeah, floor. Yeah. yeah, you got the night. You're I'm on the top floor. I, I have the concierge lounge. Myself and uh, our our boss Delaire Da. You know, you know, we're lower level. We're, we're on the lower level of the uh, – Lures. Yeah. <laughs> he was here somewhere. He's in the picture on Twitter if you have never seen him. He, he does exist. When you hear me say D.A., the great Delaire, but D.A., I, I, everybody's got a nickname. D.A., that you'll go to Twitter, you'll now know what he looks like. Yeah, he's on there. Front he, center. He, he's been running your television broad. We should have him on the show because he's he – he, he came up the win the win chart, remember? Wait, I think we talked about that before too. Oh, there he is. Yeah, we'll have to bring D.A. on to explain because we talk about him all the time. We're going to have to bring him on so people know who he is. He's been running your television broadcast for all these years. Ray Fossey brought him up 
constantly. And now we'll get them on at some point so you actually get to know. But we can see our hotel. So we now have this, – this trip has been it's, – it's, it's been like an exploration how many different things we have found. We now have a new hotel. Yep. I think this hotel for A's fans is perfect because you, you, you literally could walk here. I mean, you are such a quick ride to Ho-Ho Camp. Mm-hmm. You're so close. It took us, what, like four minutes to get here in a car, with our car? I still recommend if you want to do the nightlife, though, you're going to want to be in Scottsdale. Yeah, that's fair. very fair point. If you Not want. in Mesa. You're going. Actually, though, we, we were at a great brewery in Mesa one time. Yeah. Not too far from here. But the, the, all the nightlife, especially during spring training, is going to be uh, in Scottsdale. Well, and the good news is that the uh, dates for Fantasy Camp 2024 are set. If you want to learn more, how you can come and be coached and hang out with Dallas and Shooty and um, Stu and Carney and Terry – Athletics.com slash fantasy camp. You can get all your information. Do you have those dates? You should have those dates in front of you. I don't think we They were sent to you. Do we have the dates? It just says, I I was like, dates are set for fantasy camp 2024. Okay. Yeah, this is. Athletics.com slash fantasy camp. The umpires, we we have first pitch right here as we are ready to rock. And we got a foul ball right out of the gate. Fantasy camp is underway here 2023. And also so special for so many of these campers is that, of course, with COVID, camp was canceled. It's been canceled for the past couple of years. So this is really a unbelievable gift. And a lot of these guys get this for Christmas, uh, for their birthday, as we've now gotten to meet some of these campers. Some people have been doing it for years. You hear, guys, this is my 18th year. This is my 13th year. But some of these guys, it was their first year, and they never got to do it because of we shut it down for a couple of years because of COVID. And a lot of these guys now are getting their first opportunity to do it after they had to wait for a couple of years. But, yeah, but when you think about the ultimate gift, um, we've heard these stories about how there's been people who've pitched in for the gift to make sure the, that this person got to go to fantasy. So it's it, there's a lot of great stories about how people get here. But, yeah, it's it's truly a dream because you're not only going to get, as we mentioned, you got the golf yesterday, you got top golf. Now you get basically all of these days playing baseball every single day, and you get the full experience. You get the uniform. You get the locker. We have A's trainers here for these guys. They're getting access to the weight room. They're getting access to the training facility. These guys were in the hot tubs this morning. Tonight they're going to put them in the ice tubs to try and help for the inflammation (laughs) and the swelling to go down. Uh, Shooty Babbitt, uh, our buddy Mac Babbitt, truly one of the great scouts, former A's player. We've had him on this show for years. I mean, everybody knows Shooty if you're an A's fan. Uh, And his great work on NBC uh, California on A's pre- and post-game live. You know, gave a great speech going, today is the day you come out and you have fun and you ease into this thing. Because if you go all out now and you get hurt today, you're not going to be here for the whole week. You're not going to make the whole week. You got till next. You got till I think it's next Tuesday. Yeah, you've so got, you got a whole. Yeah, you've got through the whole weekend. So you got to eat. You, you you ease into this thing. Okay, so you ease into this thing. We're gonna have a guest coming up here. You ease into this thing before you get. But you know, so so by the, so you can make it towards the end. A little base into the left field on uh, on field one, but it's truly special. And I think that's the, the one thing that I, I, I'm taking away from this is the joy that I have. I mean, Bay Area, if you're back in the Bay Area watching this, 
that just to be in 70-degree sun again is like, oh, my God. What's, what is the sun? I mean, to be in sun, no rain, not after worrying about are my gutters – are my gutters overflow? Am I, am I drowning in water? Uh, is there there's flooding going on around me? Streets are flat, trees are falling down. Um, this is a perfect time of the year. And also an, another thing to think about too with a lot of these campers is that this becomes a vacation for the family. So guys' wives can come down here. There's obviously the spa. There's different there's shopping. There's different things. I mean, it's Arizona. So it's just not one person coming down. Some people are making this a total vacation where you come down, and some people brought their kids, and there's a lot of things that you can do at this time of the year here. I mean, it's just it's early. It's basically it feels like spring training just a little bit early. Yeah, I agree with that. And there's a lot of and there's going to be more people that start coming in because of the Super Bowl. But we have a full camp here today, baseball all around. I mean, I see Dallas coaching third base over on field. What number field? Field two. Uh, so I don't see Brody anywhere unless he's playing behind us, but. Yeah, this seems like – I mean, I think I kind of agree with that. I think we should come and do this some year. Next year, maybe the year Well, after. the good thing is you and I could we, – we could we could start working out together because the, the main thing is you got to play catch. you got you got to start playing catch so you don't get dead arm right away because dead arm takes more than a week to get over. And these guys, after pitching for the first time, they're going to have dead arm pretty quick. So as long as we got in shape, we can come out here and dominate these guys. And I mean dominate these guys. Um, I mean, you're the former college player, so I would hope that that would help. But. I mean, dominate these guys. I'd be ready. There's my man, Dave Stewart. By the way, does anybody look better in green and gold than Dave Stewart? No. Yeah, I, I see al- him now. It's almost like, and I know, and, and you know, I know. What about Ricky? I'm just telling you, it's like that uniform was meant to be put on by him. There's something about the hat and the way he, and the stare I mean, he was the way he was talking to these guys down the bullpen today. I mean, if you're an if you're an all time A's fan, to be standing on a bullpen mound at the A's training facility and Dave Stewart's talking to you, and he's in full uniform, that's powerful. I I stopped literally. I walked in here today. I stopped. So I went in. I grabbed an apple and a banana, and I got coffee, and I grabbed some pistachios, put it in my bag. and Because we're up here in the tower. We haven't even explained where we are. We're up here in the tower, right? Crow's nest, as they call it. So we're in the middle of all four fields. So this is where David Forrest and all the front office sits and watches everything going on at all the fields, right? This is where we are. We're, we're, if this is spring training, this is where all the talent evaluators are for the athletics watching all of their prospects. So I got my backpack, and I'm walking. I'm, I'm walk out here to, to, to the crow's nest, and I look over at the bullpens, and, and, and I saw what was going on. I dropped everything, put the coffee down, put the backpack, got the phone out. You can see on uh, AthleticsCast24, our Twitter account, those are all the pictures I took this morning. Did you put the one that had Stu and uh, and yes, Dallas, Dallas Braden? Yes. But just to watch Dave Stewart in uniform, intense, talking to these campers about pitching and getting ready to compete, you're like, this is incredible. Like I got goosebumps. Like you know, as as a guy that 
you know, Dave Stewart in the in the mid in the late '80s A's. That was the number one team when I was in high school. That's a team that you know. That's why there are so many A's fans around the country is really because of that team because they were a rock star team. I mean, we talk about Hall of Famers and you talk about great players. We mentioned Ricky. You think of you think of Eck and Conseco, McGuire, and 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 Stu and all these guys. Terry Steinbach is here, and he was a part of that crew. I mean, there's so many people who are in our age group who grew up, and that was the number one team in baseball. And when you're standing on a mound and Dave Stewart's talking pitching to you, I mean, it's one thing when I get to, you know, because when I'm filling in for Brody on NBC, it, it's it's one thing doing the show with Dave Stewart, and you're kind of like as a kid, you're, you're like a kid again. You're like, man, I'm getting to do TV with Dave Stewart. But I was standing back watching these guys, and their eyes are all this big, right? And Dave Stewart's talking about pitching to them. Man. Doesn't get any better than that. It'd be different if I don't know if my eyes would be wide open if you were talking to me about pitching, but Dave Seward or Dallas Braden. I, 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 yeah, if I was sitting there, you wouldn't be listening. You wouldn't care. You'd say, "When's lunch?" Now, when and Dave Stewart's up there, it's a whole different ballgame. Yep, game. there's Stu right there. Welcome by again. All right, uh, the the news. Do you have the audio uh, from our, our friend? Yes, from Kylie McDaniel two months ago. Shintaro Fujinami. Almost three months ago. Sorry, it was November. So if, if, if you go, okay, what do you guys do on A's Cast Live all the time? What are you guys doing? Well, we do this talk show called A's Cast Live. This Japanese pitcher that the A's, according to a source, have just signed, it was predicted on this show three months ago. Might have to, might have to save it. Are we going to save it? Oh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll save it. Um, it was predicted three months ago on this show that he would sign for the Athletics. And at that point, we had no idea who he was. And when a who, – who was it again? Kylie McDaniel. ESPN. ESPN. So yeah. when an ESPN insider tells you that you're going to sign a Japanese pitcher, you have no idea that that's going to come true. And that has absolutely come true. But joining us now... Stu's managing from up here. He's busy. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joining us now, obviously we know everything. When we start talking about the three World Series championships, uh, when we talk about being an Oakland A's Hall of Famer, a Roberto Clemente Award winner, uh, ALCS MVP, I mean, you talk about everything that's gone down in this man's career. Uh, he's done everything from a pitcher to a pitching coach. 
to a general manager, assistant general manager, a highly successful agent, and soon to be an owner in Major League Baseball. Uh, done everything when you talk about a baseball life. The great Dave Stewart is with us here on A's Cast Live again. How are you? Tony, it's a good day, man. Sorry my voice is a little bit off, but <clears throat> it's a good day. Um, turned out to be a beautiful day. Cold morning. And so I wasn't sure how the day was going to turn out, but man, you can't pick a better day in Arizona. Yeah, it's like seventy-three degrees. We've been, we've done, we've. It's been nothing but rain, wind, and cold in the Bay Area. I hope everybody is seeing this and makes you want to come <laughs> down here because the weather is perfect. Yeah, I know. I know in the Bay it's been raining. You know, there's been flood areas, flooded areas. They've gotten a lot, a lot of rain. But I, I tell you what, if you want to get a break from it, this is the place to be. You know, I said uh, earlier on the show, because we could see you down there, I think of all the guys that have ever worn this uniform, there's something about how you look in the uniform. And today, I I don't even know if you saw me, but when I first got here, I was walking by and I saw you in Dallas talking to the pitchers. I had to put my stuff down take a picture and say, "This, this is fantasy camp. To see Dave Stewart, the hat, the stare, the uniform, talking and you you weren't joking with these guys you were talking to them about pitching and competing and staying healthy this week I'm like if that's not what you want for camp I mean as a camper I think that's got to be one of the great experiences what's it like for you you know I've been coming here god a lot of years um I think 12 or 13 years I've done the fantasy camp and you know you got people that are coming here and they want to compete they want to have fun but but in the early days, it's not it's not a hundred percent. You gotta get yourself and work yourself into this. And um, you know, even even in our game right now, my starting pitcher, God, he had to walk probably four or five people <laughs> in the first inning. You know, and walks always kill you. And so we're just talking about, you know, the odds of getting outs. You know, if if you throw strikes, you're gonna get out. Here, you know, you can't run a hundred percent the first day you gradually work to 100% so that you can make it through the camp and have a memorable um, camp and a time that you'll always remember by being here. And so it's just been, you know, I have a good time. Um, Every year I have a good time. You know, the 12 or 13 years I've been here, I've won six years too. Really? Yeah, so um, it's a fun experience. It's great um, having the campers here. you know, we always have to remember that this fantasy camp was started by one of my best friends in life, Dave Henderson, um, who believed in having fun every day at the baseball field. And so this is just a beautiful experience. It's great to be here. I'm happy each year that they asked me to come because these are A's fans, but they're diehard baseball fans, more importantly. And believe me, you got to be a diehard fan to come out here and put yourself through what they do for the five or six days that they're here. You know, one thing that I've noticed right away is just not only, as you said, the love of the game, but just a lot of gratitude and just appreciation and just, I mean, I think what makes it all worthwhile is looking at all the joy on everybody's faces. You know what? Um, We, this is a baseball experience. My locker is not next to Carney Lancer's locker. My locker is next to a camper. <clears throat> so we can sit in that locker room, as we often do, after these games, and we just talk about 
baseball and the lives that we've had an opportunity to play and be a part of for 48 years for me. So you now you've got a locker room where it's me and Carney Lansford and Terry Steinbach, and, and we're all in the same area, and we are literally sitting down and talking about the days of when we were on the field and having an opportunity to play. And the campers are in there, and they're asking questions. They're listening. They're taking in the stories. I mean, it's a great experience. It's, it's great for us in the sense that we get to be young again and live the life that we did when we had the opportunity to play. But the best part of this is to be able to put that in, in, in a vision or give the campers a visual of what we used to do and how we did it as teammates. What was that story about? I think it was in Toronto <clears throat> with Terry Steinbach, and he was – you were shaking him off, or you wouldn't call it. You pissed him off. Stunny <laughs> just mentioned that. Uh, he mentioned that today. He mentioned it today. Uh, you know, I used to wipe the pitches, and Stunny put down a fastball. He went first finger fastball, um, and I wiped and wiped and wiped and wiped again, and I wiped all the way back to the first ball, wiped all the way back to the fastball, and Stunny came out, and he says, I gave you that pitch. I gave you the fastball. I said, I know you did, but I don't want you to think that you're ever in control out here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what happened? Was it was like a, a a cooler of beer? Was there something associated oh, with this man. story? Well, that was after the game. After the game, uh, which was typical for us, <clears throat> you know, we were in the clock. We were in the locker room, and we'd all get in the locker room. Carney almost from day one, had ice bag on his right shoulder, ice bag on his elbow, ice bag on his back, and his two knees were iced. Dave Hindu had bad knees. His knees would be iced. Um, I would have ice on my shoulder and elbow because I had pitched. Parker would be there, ice on his both his elbow, both of his knees. And we and Steiny was an ice bag. Basically, we were all ice bags. We'd have ESPN on the TV. We'd have a a big bucket of Bud Lights because Bud Light was the, the beer of choice for all of us. Yeah. And we'd be sitting there watching ESPN, drinking beer, and talking baseball after the game until 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. The good old days. Good days, man. And now, this since these games end like 4, you just do it till like 7. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable the, the time of game, but yeah, man, we get out. You know, we're playing, and, and you know, we're we're talking about the the time clock now and the shift, and people were wondering, you know, if the game was going to be any shorter. And you know, when when they thought that not having the shift was going to make games shorter, it is correct. I mean, we played. Well, there are people. Some people argue it's going to make the game longer. I will argue that it's going to make the game shorter. We didn't have a shift. We played games two hours 15, two hours 10, two hours 30 max in a nine-inning game. And they've got the game clock, which should speed the game up. Um, and, but we were playing quick games. You know, no, yeah. nobody ever, <clears throat> nobody ever, even at home, nobody went home right away after a baseball game. We'd sit there and just talk baseball have a couple of beers and just fellowship. You know, we were, we I, I brought this up 
to you actually earlier today, and then I also uh, talked about on the show. When you talk about wearing the A's uniform, it fits you so right. There's something about that A's uniform and Dave Stewart and the poster, the hat, the stare, just for you still to this day, at this age, where you are in life, and, yeah, you're about to be an owner of a different franchise. But just what does putting this – you grew up, you used to sneak into the Coliseum – what does this uniform mean to you? Well, it means everything to me. Um, one of the <clears throat> one of the joys of of coming to fantasy camp is that I get to put this uniform on. You know, it's it's one week of wearing the green and gold, um, and this uniform is the uniform that, quite frankly, um, has established my life in baseball. Um, before I put this uniform on. I wore the Dodger uniform and the Texas uniform in Philadelphia and won a championship with the Dodgers. But my life in baseball started when I put on the green and gold. And I finished my life in baseball wearing the green and gold. And so it means everything to me to have the opportunity to put this uniform on. Talk to Mike Kotz, say, uh I talked to Kotz, uh, God, it's a couple of days ago, and got an invitation to come in with the pitchers and catchers. Um, the first part of spring training and you know I get a chance to talk to the guys in spring training and to really explain to them and we're in a we're in a tough period right now in baseball in Oakland you know not not being um, the winning franchise that we've always been and so and so it's it you know having an opportunity to come in and talk to the guys having an opportunity to talk about the tradition of the organization, have them really understand what the Oakland A's are and what it means to wear this uniform, um, there's no better feeling for me. But for these young players, and this is something <clears throat> that I'm getting excited about because there is some young talent, um, you got guys who got opportunity. You're getting an You're coming to camp with the Oakland A's with a chance to make the big league team or make an impression that can get you up here in the first few months. Yep. If that doesn't excite you, I don't even know why you're here. Well, you're right. I mean, you got an opportunity to be a major league player. You have a, you have a chance to do <clears throat> what you always dreamed about doing since you were a young man. Now you get a chance to make that a reality and play at the major league level. One more. All right. As a former pitcher, a former pitching coach, at what point do you maybe look at one of these guys and you say, okay, this guy can throw a little bit. Do you start maybe helping him out? Well, maybe we'll start putting a little break, a little something on a ball. Well, you start going into your old pitching coach mode. Let's start moving the bat. Is there anybody out here you'll start coaching up a little bit saying, we need, we need to get some outs here. I want to win this thing. Let me, let, let, let's change that grip a little bit, get a little cut on it. Anything that go, going on out here? You talk about here at the fantasy camp? Yes. Believe me, brother. There is no talent out here that I could even <laughs> waste it on. That would be a waste of education Man. if I come out here and try to trick somebody out here. The best thing for them to do is to shorten the mound so they can throw a little harder. So we're not gonna we're not gonna get any splitting the fingers here, and uh, we're not no. You, Tony, you gotta really you better pay attention to what's going on out here. <laughs> That's my first day. <laughs> well, as you know, it is always an honor to have you on this program. It means a lot. It's an honor to do TV with you on NBC. It's really special. I can't wait to do it again this year. I know fans love it. The fact that you're still around, and as much as we can have you, we appreciate it because you are an Oakland A's legend and Hall of Famer. You're the best. Well, all I can say is that, you know, I'm, I'm honored to wear this uniform, and, you know, 
the work that I'm able to do, it, it, especially to talk about the game, which that's been another cool part is, you know, a lot of these people, they listen to our shows and, yeah. you know, they appreciate the, the ability to, to hear, you know, from my side what, what the game is and what it looks like. And, and and I'm bringing it into their homes. And so, you know, it's an honor. It's an honor to, to, to be a part of this organization. It's an honor to be a part of the NBC family. Um, and I'm right now I'm, I'm having my best life. Um, and, and you can believe it, man. It, it's just absolutely outstanding. I, I look forward to it. April can't come soon enough to get back in the studio and be working with you guys. And there's no way you're losing to Shooty or Cataray or any of these oh, guys. God. Bring it home. Man, Bring I, it home. If I lose to Shooty, man, I'll never live it down. <laughs> Caddy will talk me to death. <laughs> I won't ever hear the end of it with him. And, and now I got Steiny and I got Carney out here. There ain't no way in hell if I lose to these guys, man, I'm moving to another country. <laughs> <laughs> the great Dave Stewart right here on A's Cast Live. We have more coming up from Fantasy Camp. A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. Tommy Evers, the hitting coach of your Oakland Athletics, is a manager today. They all have team names. I believe... We will not be able to actually give you the team name of Tommy Average and former Rookie of the Year. And is he still Midland manager, Bobby Crosby? Did he, yep, is he still get, Midland. I talked to him last night. He's still, still going to do Midland? Yeah. Uh, former Rookie of the Year and Midland manager. The, their team name, I don't believe we can. Technically, we could because we're not governed by the FCC. But since we are the Oakland Athletics and we – It's a family-friendly show. Uh, it's a family-friendly show. I do I, – I believe they're one of the names of these teams. So each team has a name, and they will compete over all these days, and two teams will end up in the championship. But I don't believe we can give the name of Tommy Average. I think we should err on the side of caution. I don't know what the team name is. Um, I do. Okay. And I'm going to say um, if he wants to announce his team name, he can because, you know, he's – the hitting coach of your Oakland Athletics. I will not do that. He'll be joining us, and um, real curious to talk fantasy with him, fantasy camp and the players and everything, and then get into the, all right, new rules. Yeah. New rules, right? We got new rules in baseball. Shifts, gone. Stealing, recommended. Offense, changing. How? What does he expect? Because let's face it, the A's are not coming to camp. When we hit mid-February here, they're not coming to camp with a whole lot of power. So we're not looking at an A's team, if it wants to compete, that it's going to go out and going to bludgeon you to death with home runs and extra base hits. So, you know, what's the game plan? Is there going to be more running? I mean, what's what's the expectation? And what did he want to see from his hitters? You know, what, what, you know, because these guys, you know, we talked to Scott Emerson about this. It's not like, you know, the guys leave the A's and then, hey, see you later. We'll see you when spring comes. I mean, you keep in contact with your guys. What are they doing? How are they working out? What are their programs? When they're going to start? You know, guys nowadays don't take too much time off. They may take a vacation after the season or whatever. But these guys, you know, kind of like anything else in life, you know, 
The days of shutting it down after the season and not doing anything, that's archaic in sports. No one does that. I mean, that's something that guys did in the 40s and the 50s. I mean, these professional athletes, if not even us, us who are not, we work out every day. We try and work out every single day. So they may not do any baseball activity, but the standpoint of working out, keeping yourself in shape, that's year-round. Baseball activity, I know pitchers really start to get it going after Christmas, after New Year's. You know, you got a month and a half to, you know, start throwing some bullpens. I mean, Liam Hendricks, and of course, praying for Liam and his diagnosis, but Liam Hendricks never stopped. Yeah. Through year-round. I remember talking to Bill Spaceman Lee, the old left-hander. He played year-round. Some of these guys, they Raleigh Fingers. Raleigh Fingers like to throw year-round. Raleigh Fingers never touched a weight. Do you remember what Raleigh Fingers used to do to stay in shape? Swim. He was a swimmer. Like swim laps, which we know is great exercise. So everybody has their has their certain ways, but I want to know from Tommy, you know, was there a hitting program they put together? Do they have an expectation of when they want you to start seeing pitching, when they want you to start taking hacks? Are guys, you know, you know, a lot of tee work maybe. If you're in a cold weather place, you're hitting off the tee. Do you have a cage in your home? You're you're in the garage. You know, you're making contact. You know, what are the expectations? Because uh, I know A's fans want to hear about fantasy camp, but if we get one of the actual coaches on the staff, they're going to want to hear, hey, what's been the game plan to get this offense clicking next year? Yeah, we know what the, the stolen base the stolen base is going to come back. And maybe maybe we're creating a new trend. Remember back with Moneyball and everything, how was the new thing? Maybe we're just going to look for guys that can get on base and steal bases now. Well, there's a reason why they went for this Estuary Ruiz kid. They went for him. I mean, the, you, you almost would be – I understand how certain teams are built and you have guys under contract. You don't have a lot of flexibility. Like, I wouldn't expect the Yankees to be this type of team. But you almost got to be stupid not to take advantage of these rules. Folks – you can only throw over twice. The third time you throw over, if you don't get the guy, it's it, it's a balk. I mean, if you don't take advantage of these rules, as Tommy's joining us right now, if you don't take advantage of these rules... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're just you're you're silly. It's absolutely silly. Let's put the headset on. And it's great to have him back on the program. I think we talked to him uh right before towards the end of the season. But how are you? Good. Do we got him up? How are you? I'm doing good. Excited to be out here at Fantasy Camp. How good is this? This is great. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to believe like 
we've just come from, we're worried about flooding, it's the Bay Area, it's raining, it won't stop raining, and all of a sudden it's like, I'm wearing shorts, I'm wondering about sunscreen, <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. Oh yeah, the weather out here, this is like, this is the best weather this time of year. You know, I take my kids to school, it's a little cold in the morning, and then it's just beautiful. Yeah, now I can see why people move down here. I mean, I can see my tea time would have been great about 10, 10.30 today. Would have been absolutely perfect. Oh, yeah. It's nice. I and mean, we were out there on the course yesterday, and it was just a blast just to be out here with these people in the nice weather. And, yeah, all the flooding back home, I'm calling, uh, you know, my mom and sisters, yeah. checking in on them. Yeah, it's been kind of scary, especially in the North Bay, too. There's been a lot of flooding. Of course, the pride of Sonoma State right here. Uh, when, when I think about – what we're seeing out here just a lot of joy a lot of fun you can tell how much these people love the game and just how cool it is to be here at the training facility put on the a's uniform be around big league coaches former big league players just what do you see and how special it is for these campers you know i just see a love for the game and an excitement and you know they're happy to be around each other and uh you know my first time getting brought into it, I was like, well, this is a blast. It's just a party of people who love baseball, and it's really what it's about. Yeah, and the games are – the early parts of the game, uh, what are you seeing so far? Well, we're up 4-1 over on our field, so uh, I'm liking what we're seeing. And uh, some actually some really nice plays already being made, guys diving, laying out, and so – it's a little more exciting. I just hope they can play tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to make it to the weekend? I mean, yeah, that's kind of the thing, right? It's oh. like these guys, I mean, some, I've actually talked to some of the players. They play in league, so some of these guys – have, have maybe their bodies will have a little tolerance to play. But some of these guys are just going out here putting cleats on. It's going to be like, let's see what they look like in the next couple of days. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think that was the first thing they said. They're like, remember, we got five days. <laughs> don't don't wear, wear yourself out the first day. But, uh, you know, the training staff's here for them, and they get to get treated, you know, like big leaguers. They get the cold tubs. They get the massages. And I, I would take advantage. When you think about this offseason for you, Rule changes, no shifting. Um, going to be a lot of st- – we're hopefully going to see a lot of stolen base attempts. Uh, you, I know you've been – I'm sure you've been looking at numbers. You've been looking at different things and data. What are, what, what are you excited for and what are you expecting? Yeah, I'm just – you know, being a hitting coach, I'm excited for no shift, see how that plays out. And, uh, you know, just trying to pay attention and remind the hitters they got to be in the box by a certain time. I think, uh, you know, we've talked about that a lot and uh, – you know, some of them never experienced that. But, uh, you know, you talk to some of the guys in the minor leagues about their strategy, you know, when they get in the box late, maybe make the, uh, the opposing pitcher make a late decision with the catcher. But also the limited pickoffs. I mean, there's a lot of strategy that's going to go into the game that wasn't there before. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah, I got well, – well, first let's talk about no shifting. For your left-handed hitters, I, I can't imagine – I know as an ex-pitcher – I, did, I, I would hate the shift. Now, when it would help me, I'd love it. But let's say as a right-handed pitcher and against a left-handed hitter, I used to love to throw the changeup down the way, and if a guy hit it off the knob and hit a ground ball to short and nobody was there, I'd be fuming, right? But for left-handed hitters, I'm thinking about always seeing three to four guys. Remember, we'd line Marcus Simeon out, way out, like he was a rover. Just now that that's going to be gone – what will that? What do you think that will mentally do for left-handed hitters? You know, I think uh, I, I think when you know when we're playing a game in the first base dugout and we have a lefty just blast one, you go, oh, that's a hit, and then you go, you got the guy in short right, you know, get him rewarded for you know striking the ball well. We'll be back in there for those line drives, 
And also just the rollover. You know, I remember playing first the ball gets through, you know, maybe more first to third. I think speed's definitely going to be a part of the game that maybe hasn't been around, you know, as in recent years because you got to kind of hit it over the shift. But there's going to be more action. Think about your entire life as a hitter. You were taught a back-up-the-middle approach. Every hitting coach, back up the middle, back up that. Well, and, and whenever you smoked a line drive up the middle, that was a base hit, guaranteed. And then you get into baseball, and now that same smoke ball up the middle, great approach, wasn't out. Wasn't out because there was always a guy standing there. How will that back up the middle approach get back into the game? You know, I think it's, it's just a, a product of good hitting. And, and like you said, when you do hit those one-hop rockets, you're going to get rewarded. Whereas, yeah, in the recent years, there's a guy standing there. Like, you know, once it gets past the pitcher, you know, you're sitting there and they're, oh, that's a hit. And then, oh, there he is. So I think we'll see more of that. And uh, I, I'm just excited to see how it all plays out. You know, it's been a long time where the shift's been, you know, everyone's shifting, everyone's shifting. It's like those, I think the batting averages are going to go up. That, that, that good hitter, I think, is going to emerge again. What about the mind game pitcher? Whenever you put a guy on first base, the pitcher has to, well, used to really have to worry about it. People stop stealing. But now that pitcher is going to have to worry about the guy on first base. It's always been a major weapon, the pickoff move for a lefty. But now that major pickoff move, you got two shots at it. The third one, you don't get it. It's a balk. Just from a standpoint with the hitter, with the hitter at the plate, the runner at first, he, he's going to try and make the guy throw over. There's going to be an interesting dynamic. Yeah, and, you know, in talking to, you know, some of the players who are in AAA and even some from different orgs, there was different strategies, like try and get them to pick early. Try and at least get one of those picks out of the way because then you, not being able to just keep going over, keep going over. I, I just think these base dealers and these fast guys are going to become much more valuable. And then will you want to have maybe some patient for, for hitters to be patient to maybe take a pitch or two knowing that there's that game going on? Because I got to think if you're a guy, I remember when Rajay Davis would take a huge lead, right, knowing that they were going to throw over. I got to think that's going to be a big strategy is you'll have to be patient as the hitter knowing that there's the cat and mouse game with the runner and the pitcher. Yeah, because you want to give them a chance and, you know, you, like you tell the hitters, like any t- any time you can get a runner in scoring position, that just bodes well for you. So if, yeah. you, if you give that guy that opportunity, and then plus, like, if they do pick over, then, you know, you can get some big jumps knowing that – are they going to risk picking over? Are they going to – what are they going to do? And I think it's just a mind game that, uh, you know, you have these ideas. But I think as it plays out more, you know, as we get into the games and we see how it happens, you know, th- there's going to be some serious strategy. Scott Emerson, we talked to in the past about this, and I wanted to get get it with you, is, you know, staying with your players in the offseason. You know, it's not like they just go, Tommy, great to see you, great season, we'll see you uh, in February. You want to stay in contact with them, you want to know what they're doing, do you have a hitting program? Take us through what it's like your hitters in the offseason once they leave at the end of the year. You know, you, you, you reiterate the things that they did well or the adjustments they made at the end of the year, and, and then they go off. And now, like, we're definitely ramping up more interaction. Uh, I've been here at the facility about two times a week with a couple guys living down here, and that's good. we're going three times a week, and guys are going to come out early. And I think that's just an excitement that wasn't I didn't get to be a part of last year with, the you know, this little holdout. And we just yeah. started. But, uh, no, keeping in contact, they're sending videos, and, and just uh, – 
just reiterating, you know, the pluses and what they did well at the end of the year because I, I really thought we were turning a corner towards the end of the year, and there's some good things to look forward to. Well, not everybody lives in Arizona. Not everybody lives in California or Nevada or Texas or Florida. Some guys live in cold weather. How do you make sure the snowbirds are able to, to, to get it going so when they get to spring training, they're ready to rock? Well, you know, you, you want you want them to ramp up machine work, try and get as much velo, you know, get accustomed to the speed of the game again. And, you know, there's so many great facilities now, and everyone's got a place to go, and um, everyone's got video, and you can always just check in. And it, it's just it's just exciting that there's always somewhere for people to go nowadays, I think. I mean, baseball is just blowing up, and, uh, and some of the best facilities are in those cold-weather places. Well, let's end on this. I, I know you're a teacher, and we talk about this with, 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 with Kotze or Emerson or, and all you guys, that you're going to have a lot of young players, a lot of opportunity to teach, a lot of hungry guys. How, how much are you looking forward to spring training and the competition for these roster spots? I, I think competition always is a positive. You know, if, if you're pushing yourself because someone else is pushing you, you're just going to get better in a – Really excited. You know, we got a full spring. And like you said, opportunity. I think that's the biggest thing. Even as a hitter, we just want to put ourselves in the best position to take advantage of opportunities. And there's no greater time than to come into camp knowing you got a shot to make a, make a team. I mean, it's wide open. Some, if you tear it up, you got a shot. I mean, that's the dream about coming to Oakland, right? You know if you go, you're not blocked by anybody. You're going to have, have an opportunity to be a big leaguer. Yeah, and, and when everyone has to earn their job, it just I think it breeds you know more success. And the number one thing is it's your first year at fantasy camp. You want to walk out of here the champion. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was like just, oh, I'm excited to help these guys, but I'm like, they're, they're some serious – they care. And uh, I would love to leave a champion. Dave Stewart was just up here talking about, I've won this thing six times. He, he knows how many times he's won it. <laughs> yeah. That's like uh, I was giving Bobby, Bobby some uh, crap. Uh, we won the golf tournament. We beat his team yesterday. And, uh, you know, anytime you can brag, you take advantage. Six-time champion. You know, I'll, I'll take my first. Yeah. Take Dave Stewart <laughs> down. I love it. Hey, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And we'll see you in about a month uh, over at HoHo Camp. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, good stuff going on here at Fantasy Camp. We got more coming up next right here on A's Cast Live. Oakland Athletics spring training is right around the corner, and you can be part of the excitement. Get your tickets now and plan ahead for a fun-filled trip to Mesa, Arizona this spring. Pack the sunscreen, bring your friends, pick up some ballpark classics, and watch your green and gold get ready for the regular season. Get your tickets today to see the Athletics take on the Giants, Padres, Cubs, Dodgers, and more. Tickets are on sale now at athletics.com slash spring. That's athletics.com slash spring. The Coliseum has gone by many names, but none better than The Last Dive Bar. Hi, everyone. Ken Korak here, and my friends at Last Dive Bar are helping us celebrate our longtime home. Last Dive Bar has the most unique merchandise for all Oakland baseball fans. T-shirts, sweatshirts, the Ray Fossey line, and my personal favorite, the lights have taken full effect. Visit their website at lastdivebar.com or follow them on social media at Last Dive Bar. All proceeds are invested back into the A's Community Fund and their affiliated charities. Go to lastdivebar.com. That's Last Dive Bar. Streaming from the East Bay, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. Live from Fantasy Camp, we have one of the... Are you a manager or are you a coach down here? Manager. For, for, for Fantasy Camp. Oh, more of a coach. Yeah. 
<laughs> you guys are considered coaches. Yeah, yeah. But well, now he's a manager down here in Arizona for the Oakland Athletics. He's one of my all-time favorite guys to have ever covered because he played the game the right way. He's just an incredible person, and it means a lot to have him in the organization. I know that David Forrest and Billy Bean were like, we got to keep you in the organization. <laughs> the great Adam Rosales joins us here on A's Cast Live. It is good to see you. How was uh, the holidays, the family, how's everything? Everything's great. Holidays were great. We did a lot of traveling. Went back home to Chicago. Went to my wife's hometown in Cleveland. And I went down to Myrtle Beach, actually, for the last leg of the trip. But it was awesome. It was a good time. It was nice to get away for a little bit, get to spend some quality time with family. Yeah, you're, you're now a fixture. I, I remember back in the day, you guys were kind of traveling nomads. You guys <laughs> went all over the place. It was great. I mean, you're a young couple. You could do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then as you get older, things change. You now have become a fixture down here in Arizona. Yeah, this is, is nice. You know, a nice little sense of normalcy down here, raising the kids here. You know, they're in all their activities, so we get to, I get to be a full-time dad all the time, you know. How much uh, fun are you having out here at Fantasy Camp? Oh, this is it. This is awesome. <laughs> this is my first time doing this, so just to see, like, the energy and the spirit that they bring to the game of baseball is really special. This is awesome. Yeah, and they come ready to play like how you play. They're ready to hustle. They're they, ready to go. They are ready to go, and I think the trainers are going to be ready for them at the end of this <laughs> <laughs> uh, They are giving them. They're giving it their all, that's for sure. Well, Shooty Babbitt gave the speech before about how, you know, hey, they kind of ease into it. We want to be yeah, here all right. week. No, that's not the case. No, I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing them go 100% right here. Yeah, they want to win. They want to play the game hard. So Now, your uh, your team already has a home run? Yeah. Uh, Chris uh, Ryan Blanchett is our, yeah, our two-hole hitter. Guys on first and third, just backspin the ball right into the left center field gap. He's got some wheels, so he got around the bases quick. So tied the game up four to four. So for people to know that earlier today, all the campers were out, kind of like skills tests to see kind of who yeah, can right. do a little bit of what. And you guys watch them all, and then take us through the process. You then had a draft. Yeah, we do a draft to kind of just yeah. We did like a little skills test. I was in the batting cage, just kind of watching them hit, watch watch their bat speed, and see what they got, who's athletic and whatnot. But you try to take some notes on the guys, and then you. You get you collaborate in the the boardroom, whatever, and just start drafting left and right, and just see who you know. You, I think pitching is number one. You know that's why Stu and Steiny were all about the pitching. You know, make sure you get some good pitchers out here that can endure a couple innings. Who can throw strikes? <laughs> who can get the ball over the plate? Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, there it is. Oh, a little foul ball here up the, right. the crow's nest. Uh, managing. Last year, yeah. how did it go? What did we learn? You know, it was a lot better than uh, was 2021. 2021 was my first year. Second yeah. year, I did a little bit better. We lost, was it 16 one-run or two-run ball games? But these kids, I feel like they developed a lot. They, they really took advantage of their opportunities. A couple guys went up or at least got an opportunity to go up. Um, I'm just learning a ton about how to develop players, you know, and how – them coming from the Dominican, you know, a lot of them think that they've made it when they get here. But it's like you got to ground them and let them know, no, this is just the start yeah. of a long journey, you know, and it's really humbling them to be like, hey, you got a lot of work ahead of you. And I think that's something that was really eye-opening to me, especially last year, because you kind of – I always give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, yeah. like these kids are coming in, they're hungry, but you got to keep them hungry, though. And that's, 
you know, and I really realized it this year. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back. Got that itch, you know. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because we don't think about that. I mean, when you're coming from a foreign country and you, your goal is to, to get off the island right. and to get to the United States and everything that they have to do just to get here, right. I, I can see why they go, I'm here, right. I've made it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got to go, yes, but, but now it's just the start. Yeah. That's not an easy conversation. No, it's not. It's hard for them to recognize that and realize that. But they are such good kids, you know, good in heart. They they really want to do well for themselves and their families. And you can just tell that. And you have such compassion for them to to have their backs. But, you know, like, you got to develop quick. You know, you got you got to learn the ropes. you got to learn how to play the game. I think that's a big thing, you know, throwing to the right base if you're playing outfield to yeah. keep the double play in order is like a big thing for us. Um, just knowing like your approach at the plate or how to throw strikes like it's like the fundamentals that just uh, just so close to getting to the next level but they got to be do it consistently though you know a lot of people don't realize that a lot of these kids just train they're in camps and right. they're they're not they're not actually playing exactly it's, it's not like how we grew up where we played in little league and then we played pony league or how, however you went up in your leagues you constantly played games to win a lot of these kids like in Venezuela or the Dominican Republic they're not playing in games they're going to try out camps they're constantly in camps trying right. to be seen trying to get signed they're not actually just playing in youth leagues <laughs> so they don't learn how to play the game so that that leads me to you as a coach right how good is that for you that you have to understand? You truly have to be a teacher. Right. And for me, like, it's – and I'm getting a lot better with that, and I'm relying on the staff a lot more from their knowledge. All the staff that we have down here is fantastic and what they bring. But, yeah, for me it's almost like to break it down, I've become a lot better teacher over the last two years, to break it down to help them understand the fundamentals, how important a team fundamental, how it's got to be run crisp – you know, with a purpose that they grab something yeah. from it. But, yeah, for me, like when I first started, it's like, just do it. You know, like, <laughs> like, like why don't you just do it? How but do you it, not know how to do this? Right, yeah, exactly. yeah. But it's not. And I, that's what like, I learned a lot. And I still got a long way to go, you know, as a, as a coach and to break things down. So player A understands it. Player B understands it. They're all different. There's so many different types of personalities and different dynamics that go into to teaching and to coaching, and I'm, I'm loving learning it. I have a feeling that makes – because you're having to, like – it's like elementary. It's like <laughs> starting from the beginning. That's going to – when they say iron sharpens iron, that's going to sharpen you as a coach, your eye, what you see. You've probably learned more about detail than probably ever before about this Oh, game. there's no question. If I knew what I know now, like when I was playing – I would feel like I was a lot better. That's like the sixth tool, right? Like, yeah. You know the game a lot better. You know how to break it down. But I was just so, like, you know, high pay, high energy, high pace. I didn't really slow the game down in that way that I have now. It would be nice to take that knowledge back to whatever, 10 years ago and to apply it. But, yeah, that's what I'm learning. I'm really learning the game, the ins and outs, the positioning. You know, when I was a player, I relied a lot on the bench coach or the infield coach, whoever it was, to be like, hey, this guy, I know I got the sheet on him, but, like, help me out a little bit. I mean, I know I was, like, I made the adjustments on my own. But now I know, as a manager, there's a lot of different nuances, positioning and situational-wise, that help you, especially, like, in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning that could make or break a ball game. You played, obviously, with a lot of intensity. You played the game the right way. 
and you had talent, but you never were an entitled type guy. No, no. You, you, you earned everything you got. How much do you think that helps you, your work ethic, how you went about it for you as a coach to help these kids, to teach them how – because this is about getting moved up. Yeah. You have that ability to t- help them. Yeah, I mean, that's the core principle. That's the, that's the core value. You got, you got to know, like, you can't be – you can't expect much from the game. You got, to, you got to just give it everything you got and not expect anything in return because it can be gone the next day. And I always knew that since I've been young, since I've been in high school. I never – that was like a thing I told myself. Don't expect anything from the game. This game will humble you in an instant. And I, and I know that. And I try to carry that into managing and help explain that to these players. Like, this game is going to humble you really quick. But I've always had that. You know, I, I never had that sense of entitlement. I love the game way too much. And the players around it and the coaches, all, all the time and energy they put into it. It never gets past me. I, I know it's it's not easy. It's a hard game. You know what I can tell? You love it just like you love being a player. Huh? <laughs> I do. I mean, obviously, there's something special about being a player, you know, the, the competition at that level. But I do. I just love the game of baseball and just the, the people that are around the game of baseball. It's it's really special for me. When this is all said and done, are you guys winning this thing? There's no question. I mean, we're going we're gonna to we're gonna be all right. For your first time, your first time in, you're bringing home the title. That's is what you're saying. <laughs> Rosie's bringing home that he's showing up to fantasy camp. Going, I don't care, Dave Stewart, Shooty, yeah, uh, eh, you're winning. Uh, yeah, you always have to have that mentality, right? You got to be the guy. <laughs> hey, it's great to see you. Yeah, it's so good. much fun to watch you grow. Yeah, yeah. It was fun to watch you as a player. It's now fun to watch you grow as a manager because oh, I, I can that. tell. It's it's a passion and that is. and then there's learning the pitching and right, how to do right, with pitching exactly. and everything. But all of this that you're learning is gonna make you uh, it's gonna make you so much better. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. I believe it for sure. And there's so much to learn. And you're in an organization that loves you. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate. It. I love it too. I love the A's too. There's no question. Well, it's great seeing you, my man. I know yeah. we'll see you in a month of spring training. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I got that itch. Yeah, you know? I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> what's after like New Year's? You're yeah, like, yeah. all right, let's Baseball. go. Baseball. Let's go. The great Adam Rosales right here on A's Cast Live. We have more coming up next from Fantasy Camp. A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. All right, we have not gotten a lot of time, and we'll get into it a little bit here as we'll have a little time before we have one of our next coaches come up. But obviously, Shintaro Fujinami, the Japanese pitcher who I'm not even sure the A's thought they were going to be able to get. But, you know, it's always a crapshoot, and the A's... Or, you know, sources say, and we can wink, wink, know that it's going to happen. Uh, the A's are able to get this 6-680-pound right-hander who turns 29 in April. And career numbers pretty good. I mean, they're nothing that, that blows you away. But it's a one-year deal. You also have the posting. I think the the grand total of the deal is like three point nine million. It's nothing crazy. I've been watching video from the World Baseball Classic. I know it'll say he can touch a hundred on the gun. Uh, the fastballs I've been seeing are around ninety three, ninety two to ninety four. But as he's an accomplished pitcher, and it just adds another guy into the A's rotation. Where I'm not. I, I, I know it's early, 
I know I'm down here at spring training. I know the sun's out. It's the first time I've seen the sun in so long, and life just feels like, you know, getting out of the Bay Area, life just feels like a different world with all the water I've had around my house and I've had to deal with and everything that you guys have had to deal with. So the sun may be making me feel a little better than I am, but I don't think pitching's going to be the problem. We've looked like, what is it now? Nine or ten guys competing for five I d- spots. Well, I, d- I don't think. I don't think. I mean, reliever. Hey, you can basically say there's 30 teams out there, and all 30 teams, reality, have no freaking idea how good their bullpen's going to be. Bullpens year to year. We can go in and we can say, oh, this year, this team. I remember a couple years ago, after the year that Blake Trinan had, that literally was one of the greatest years for a reliever of all time. Look at the metrics. They'll tell you. You and your ERA plus. Uh, you know, I'm going to look it up now. You and your ERA plus. I mean, he had the ERA of like .78 and 100 strikeouts and 80 innings and 30-something saves and nine wins. And look at it. I mean, look where he's at now. So we remember, and, and Lou Trevino had that big. Lou Trevino came on at the end of the at the end of the year, pitched well in the wild card game at Yankee Stadium. What was his ERA plus? Remember, <laughs> you want to be a hundreds average. Oh my God, a <laughs> hundred is average. Uh, Mariano Rivera has the greatest, as you as you pointed out yesterday, the greatest ERA plus of all time for a reliever with a minimum of thousand innings. Blake Trinan's was five thirty one. Five thirty one. Okay, a hundred, a hundred. 100 is average, okay? Anything below 100 for your ERA plus is below average. Mariano Rivera, we always laugh because I like to play the metrics game with everybody because everybody likes to use metrics like they're the secret scientist. By the way, I'll I'll, I'll give you an idea what I like to do to people. OPS. I mean, it's just combining on base and, and slugging. It's you add them both and you get a number, right? And you'd think there would be this hocus-pocus about how we find the great players. Let, let's see. How do we find the greatest players of all time? Who has the best OPS of all time? Uh, is it Babe Ruth? Wow. So it's not some random guy? Yeah, no, it's, it's not. You're, not, you're telling me it's not uh, Johnny Wrightfield for the Red Sox it's or something? It's not Andres Galarraga. No, it's Babe Ruth. Uh, who has the best OPS plus of all time? Uh, I'm just going to go on off a limb here. I'm guessing. Uh, Babe Ruth? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it weird like the top three guys are Ruth, Bonds, and Ted Williams? Uh, they're all, they all had uh, pretty good careers. I think they're all you – know, they, yeah. they're in that baseball museum. Yeah, yeah. It's not uh, – well, Bonds should be oh, in the yeah, museum. Yeah. But, um, so the point is it's like funny. Like we're, we're the metrics are trying to find the diamond in the rough of the metrics. Yeah, if you look at ERA plus – I had this yesterday on the plane for my friend here. I said, you know, we're going into all this. Like, do I really need for the great players these 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 metrics? A thousand minimum thousand innings, ERA plus, best reliever all time, two oh five, Mariano Rivera. Pretty simple. Wouldn't be hard to guess it, right? It's not. It's not going to be I, like you're not going to be like what was it? Troy Percival? I, I thought I, when you asked me on the plane yesterday, I thought it was going to be a trick question. I was like, no, he's probably going to go towards Rivera. Or, or it's going to be Raleigh or Eck. No, because you, you think that because it's metrics, it's going to find somebody that the, the regular numbers didn't have. Yeah, Troy Percival. No, it's not Troy Percival. It's Mariano Rivera has the best ERA+. plus. But getting back to it, 
I remember that spring. What what year was that? that? Was the wild card year? What year was that? Uh, what seventeen? Uh, eighteen and nineteen were wild card years. Yeah, so we've been seventeen. Right? No, eighteen. What are you looking at? Trinan's year? year? We, no, the yeah, Trinan's year. Twenty eighteen. That was the. And then the bullpen sucked in nineteen. Yes, the first wild the, the eighteen. Uh, no, what was the year we played the Yankees in the yeah, wild card? Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, so. 19 was Tampa. Was Tampa. Oh, my God. So, anyway, point is, we <laughs> went into that spring training, 2019, talking about how good the bullpen was, and it ended up sucked. So, you don't know year to year. So, the one thing I do know, heads up, we got incoming going on right now. Um, the one thing that we do know is that this, uh, this uh, oh, my God. Dallas Braden is now mocking Brody Brazil, Bro- the great Brody Brazil, fellow San Jose State Spartan. You see him oh. as the host of A's pre and post game live, Sharks pre and post game live. You could say he is the man that built NBC Sports California. Oh, gosh. I got you're bad not, news. I got really bad news. You're not looking well, my friend. You, you were just here like two hours ago. You're in this beautiful white uniform. Oh. You looked young and fresh. You look like you're 18 years old. You know, we, we, we love Ray Fossey, right? So I'm going to quote Ray Fossey, what he would have said if he saw me injure myself like I did. You were injured? Wow. <laughs> and it wouldn't have been the impressed wow. It would have been the wow. What happened? I just pulled a hammy. I swear to you. My very first at-bat. Swung at a strike, missed it. All right, dig back in, get another fastball, hit it right up the middle. Shortstop backhands it, bobbles it. I'm like, oh, I can beat this out. Of course you can. Put my head down like an idiot. Pop. I, you know, get to first base. And uh, Carney's over there. He thought I was joking. He's like, yeah, yeah, what? What, are you okay? Yeah. So I, I iced it. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. It's early. I got I got a long long couple days here to recover. It's fantasy camp. I felt That's it. How it I felt it pop. Oh, you felt the pop? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is not good. This is not. This is not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, as as you know, what they used to say at halftime. So I also just. It's funny though. I got I got two phone calls since this happened. The Giants called me and said that everything's off, and then the Mets called me and said they're thinking about it. And then the Twins just texted me. I don't know what's happening. Well, the Giants may call you back and go, we're so desperate, we'll take you. <laughs> if you're hurt, it, that's the thing about the hey. Giants. If you're not hurt, you can't pass the physical. But if you're Conforto or, or you're Hanniger and you can't play it all the year before, you can pass the physical. So maybe for the Giants, you could pass. Do you want to give me the physical since we're here and this is on video? I'll show you where the injury happened. Is, it, <laughs> is this going to be black and blue? Is it this bad? Like it popped and it's and It won't be black. I've had this before, unfortunately. It's been about five years. Uh, it won't be like that, but it's to the point where when I, I, I had to like hobble up the stairs to, to like. Okay, hold now the you rails. just DH with your power. That's you're what, fine. Ah, that's what you're they fine. said. That's what Steiny just said. He said, "Can you hit? We'll get somebody to run for you." That is a rule here, by the way. Can we? Can, I know I, you can. We can play the "I'm an idiot" angle for as long as you want. I can also tell you how fun this is already. Like I mean, if I'm if I'm sitting here on one leg, enjoying it still, what an atmosphere! I've never done this before. I highly recommend this. Well, I would also recommend stretching a little bit more, maybe. <laughs> maybe getting uh, in shape before you came down. Maybe uh, <laughs> some sprints. Maybe uh, a little more 
<laughs> a little more orange theory. Uh, yeah. But you know what it is? It's like I just I, – I felt like an idiot because I accelerated. I should not – hit that ball up the middle, and I, I put my head down. As soon as I put my head down and said, go for it, gun it, and I did that, and that's what I regret right now. So, But you know what? I, I want to tell everybody a little story. So, you know, obviously – you come down here, you're Brody Brazil, and you think everybody would be like, ah, it's Brody Brazil, but they're treating you like like you're any other camper. And I was in there when they were selecting the teams. Yeah. I was off to the side having some lunch. Yeah. And when they selected you, Terry Steinbach and Carney Lansford, you came walking up and said, I feel like a kid. You were like a little kid. Oh, my legends. The, the, coming up. Yeah. You just got selected by two of the guys you yeah. grew up watching. Yeah, and, and – you know, if Dallas chose me or Bobby Crosby chose me, I'd be like, ah, those were fun guys. To, Stiffs. To, or if Stu. <laughs> yeah, yeah Stiffs. No, they were, they'd be fun guys. I, you know, I'd remember them from covering them. But, but yeah, from the, from a kid, people from your childhood drafting you. And I've known Terry and Carney for a bit, too. So they're not, um, they're not holding back. T- Terry's like, pinch run, Brazil, pinch run. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, they're not uh, – they're good managers. They're good people. I'm glad they're here too. It's not. Yeah. It's it's the, it's everything. It's the the other people that are here. It's the staff that the A's have brought in. And there's a little mix of everything, right? Some old, some new. But overall, everybody's just they understand this. They're friendly. They've also got everything figured out. I mean, there's literally for you as a participant, there's nothing you need to figure out when you come here. You know, it's it's all laid out for you. So it's like it's like a it's like the cruising of vacations. You just show up. They'll take care of everything for you. Yeah, you don't. I mean, it's 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 that simple. Like you get to the hotel, I mean, it's gonna be golf. It's gonna be top golf. It's gonna be dinner. It's gonna be playing Re- rehab. It's gonna be hot tub, cold tub. Oh. You're gonna be cold tub. Oh. It just the trainer said, "Is it close to your butt cheek or is it down by your, your knee?" I'm like butt cheek. She goes, "That's not good. That's not good." <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend. Ah, uh, you know. Yeah. What do you? So what's uh? I mean. Have you talked to anybody else? Have you had the guests on yet? Where, where, where oh, we yeah. We, 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 sorry, we, I've been a little bit busy. Uh, we've done. Uh, going one for one. Hey, training camp, or sorry, fantasy camp batting average. So if it all ends today. 1,000. You walk out of here with 1,000. On base 1, percentage, yeah. pretty good. Uh, didn't get a ball hit to me. In well, the, I want to ask you, with, the, with just around the guys, Just I want you to tell people just yeah. the true joy on people's face. Oh, my gosh. Like they're little kids again. Well. And it's, there's two types of people here, obviously. Some that have done this before and probably multiple times. And then some who are like, this is my first time. And to your point, the joy is equal. The joy is – for the people that have done this, and I've heard some say five, six, and eight times, they're not, they're not jaded by the fact they've done this before. It is still just as exciting to them to be back. And I know this camp hasn't happened for a couple years, yeah. obviously. So there, everybody's really stoked to be back. In addition to the people for the first time who are inside the walls of that complex over there, you know, seeing what a, a, a clubhouse looks like and seeing what you know professional facilities look like. And uh, you know, look, Coliseum aside, the A's here in Arizona have a setup that's modern and new, and they have just as much as anybody else in baseball. I'm you know? so glad you brought it up because I wanted to bring that up, and this will be a good time. Another incoming here in the crow's nest <laughs> is we take so much flack about the Coliseum, and then you come here at the state-of-the-art. Yeah. The A's have what everybody else has in baseball, and we talk about we need to have that for our stadium, hopefully in Oakland. Right. But 
to think that, ah, oh, the A's. No, we have state-of-the-art facilities. It's just not in Oakland. You come here, this is state-of-the-art. This is as good as it gets. I saw Nick Allen this morning, talked to him. Saw Laser Ramon this morning, talked to him. Uh, so, the, you know, and these guys are down here. They're, they're utilizing this even longer than they're required to, right? Because this is, this is a place they want to be. It, they've made it Arizona their home, but it's a year-round. That's the thing. It's a year-round complex. It's not just for the, what, five total weeks of, you know, being here early, yeah. pitchers and catchers, and then official spring training. Every, everybody's here longer than that, by the way. You know that. Um, it's a good year-round home. And so when they moved here, was it 2015 or so? I walked around, and I, I remember seeing all the newness with the A's logo and thinking, like, oh, you don't rarely ever see newness <laughs> with an A's logo on a facility. Yes. Because we were only used to the old uh, training complex in Phoenix. Or rebuilt. A lot of rebuilt and, stuff. And the stadium, uh, Muni, in, uh, Muni Stadium over in Phoenix. That's what it was called, right? Yeah. Municipal Phoenix Stadium. Phoenix Muni, yeah. yeah. Um, and so when they, when they moved over to Hohokam and then they – put this place together here it was like wow all this it's got the new smell and the green and gold you know and then you kind of then your mind starts to wander and race a little bit like oh this is what a new stadium would look and feel like so it's great to be down here i've i've been down here many a times uh just for work but it's cool to be here and like have full access to the facility and i mean that supply us with you look sharp everything you know that's the that's the worst back in high school ready to rock i'm not sure i we we took team photos, but I'm not sure I got any action shots. <laughs> Play, playing my one defensive inning and getting my one leadoff at bat in the top of the second. They're going to go, do you remember 2023? Yeah, Bernie Brazil was down there. I don't remember hey, him. Uh, I don't remember him. I don't remember him being here. I don't, he was not, gone after one inning. I'm not here to knock Trevor Rosenthal, but come on. Same type of thing, right? I didn't want this to happen. You, I, you are as the lone <laughs> media member representing all of us. It's oh, not going well. Oh. Every time I move in a wrong direction, it's – yeah, they said it might get tight tonight, too. So, Well, you know, you have inspired Cody and I. We thought about it. He got, maybe we should play. You but, should. But, but maybe but we all should work out and get in shape first before we do it. Ibuprofen. Um, <laughs> Shooty, but here's the worst part. It's the number one piece of advice. Like, I talked to Shooty in November. Oh, you're coming down? Yeah, he's like, and I'll quote him, Solbra, start stretching now. Right, and that's what he said. He's been saying this the whole time, and then he even told me this morning. He's like, "Don't do, don't run anything out today," and I did. I should have listened. That's the that's you know what the worst part is not what happened, not how I feel, and not how many days it's going to take. Is that I should have listened. I I spaced out. But you know what? That- I got I got all excited because I thought, oh, first A B base knock, leg it out, and have Carney high five me. I didn't want to let Carney down. You are the great example of what happens in professional sports. When people say, the guy gets injured all the time, why does he go 100%? Right. The human brain doesn't not, know any better. You're, when you're in action and you're in competition, right. even though there's nobody watching, you're just out here on the field, the brain kicks in, adrenaline kicks in, and your brain doesn't know 75%. Your brain knows, get on first. You know the object, you know the task, and the brain takes over. And there's nothing you could do about it. So you did exactly what you're supposed to do. Shooty somehow has a picture. Cody, look at that. Shooty somehow has a picture of me moments after the injury. <laughs> Trainer, and I'm doing the standard. I just pulled my hammy pose. Like one hand, <laughs> lean back. How many, like literally, how many times have we seen a professional athlete do that? I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize I could make that pose, but 
We Ugh. got we got to ask you before you came on. You're putting some videos out. Obviously, not only what he does on NBC Sports California with the A's and Sharks, fantastic. But what you've done for a lot of us, keeping us educated on everything going on with Howard Turnbull back in the Bay. Obviously, it gets more confusing by the day as there is a change in government. Yeah. There's a change. There's a change in mayor. There's a city manager and all these other titles of stuff that most of us don't even know go on the people that have voices have control people are changing people are leaving people are coming new people are getting into this obviously uh what we know about with the the infrastructure bill that uh uh came out of the hill you know the president the senate and the and congress all passed and we were hoping to get some extra money out of that so Right now, how you feeling where we stand? The $180 million that Oakland and the A's were both hoping for not coming through to any extent. Now, it's not officially a done deal, zero, yeah. but it's likely, very likely leaning that way. It's a, it's a kick song. It's, it's a pulled hamstring. I can still walk. I'll still be able. I'm going to live tonight. I'm going to eat dinner tonight. But I'm. You hurt. won't get be able to get a bed in the morning. But you'll be able to. Right. You'll be alive. This is literally the analogy of that. It hurts. The screaming in the middle of the night you hear at the it, Delta it fr- is going to be Brody Brazil. Don't give away my. Don't uh, dox it. Is that you doxing me? Is that what it's called? When you give away my location. Why don't you tell them what room number I'm in? We're all there. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll protect you. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Mesa, by the way. Um, so yeah, you can get Brody now because he's yeah. not gonna be able to run away yeah, from well, you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if you ever wanted to attack Brody Brazil, this is the time. He's a wounded animal. This is why I knew when Delaire said, "Go see the guys." I'm like, "That'll make me feel better." Actually, and it is. <laughs> you're, you're healing me. So it, it it is exactly like that, though. It's not. It's it's something that hurts. It's something that is a setback. It's something that is frustrating. Was it alone going to be also the thing that that pushed everything across the line? No. There is still more needed, and there is also still more than $350 million secured. Mm-hmm. So I know that at this point that number of what is what is needed total is just going to keep going up, right? Time, inflation, that's with everything, not a, not just a ballpark. That is a great point. Cause yeah. we, we, it's we, a moving target. We were, able to ex- we were able to understand, all right, inflation's hit everybody. Things have got more expensive. Right. But the more this thing's delayed, right, the, longer, the price yes. tag just keeps going but up. But that is – I do want to tell you that, that Oakland, in their understanding of, of whatever agreement – now, there's no agreement yet between the team and the city, as we famously know, but – Oakland has long said that no matter what we do or ever enter into, we will always do so with the expectation of 6% every single year, over year, for inflation. So we understand that that number is going to go up, and we also understand that wherever they agree at, it will be known that that has to be accounted for, right? So they're not going to blindly go into the deal both sides and say, oh, the number is $515 million. Handshake done. They're going to do that going in saying we know that every year that goes on, Add six percent, and that might some years it may only be one percent. Some years it may be a negative, but they're going to be conservative and safe in that, and, and tack on six percent. So look, it's a huge deal. Uh, you want you? I want to touch on what you said earlier. The transition of city government uh, in Oakland: new mayor, two new city council members. I don't know that it, it immediately paints a, a different picture than where Oakland left it with Libby Shaft departing. But I, I do want to say I spoke to Dan Cobb, uh, council member of, of uh, District 1, a couple days ago, three days ago. Yeah. Now. And I think, you know, he, he just expressed that his frustration was that 
and and it it comes from a place where I think he really wants this to happen. He says like, how did we have, you know, a mayor like Libby Schaff who was into this, who was really behind it, and we we just couldn't we couldn't latch these two sides together. You know, we couldn't get them in tandem to to get a deal. So now we're we're bringing in somebody who is brand new to being a mayor, who doesn't have the longer standing relationship with the A's front office and ownership. So now it's we're not maybe we're not as friendly at the front. I don't. I'm not saying that changes making a deal or not, right? If a deal is there, a deal will be there. But it changes. It definitely changes the dynamic. So I'm very in- interested to see. I won't say completely negatively it does, but it just it just changes it. So it's complicated. It always has like been. your hamstring. It's oh. complicated. How do we fix this? But but the ballpark, like your hamstring, doesn't mean you will not. Be back on the field during this camp. What if I show up on – is a championship on Monday? I mean, my our team's looking Tuesday. really – Tuesday. You got till Tuesday. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's Tuesday, right? I think the last games are Monday. Yeah, I think it's – it was a week, right? So mon- the last game's Monday. Monday, Monday yeah. Game. You got till Monday. So, yeah, like Howard Terminal, What if I? Th- this if was I come, a little hammy pull. What if I come through at the last moment and surprise everyone? Oh, like you're you're the Kurt Gibson of of oh my god! Camp. I no, just he's gonna have his Will, he's gonna have his Willis Will Reed game soon. Hey, was that it? Okay, what? none of these kids remember. <laughs> no one watching here remembers Willis Reed in the Knicks. Was Gibby a hamstring? Yeah, yeah. So I you could so when, you could like change it all when when because Dave Stewart right he's on, he's managing on a totally different field. Yeah, he comes in our dugout just and just sits there and looks at me like this. Right, right after this happened, because he heard. He wanted to come rub it in, like yeah. literally. Not rub it in, make it feel better. he's such a good friend. Yeah, yeah. He go, and, he go, and I look at him like, what? He goes, ha, ha, ha. That was his reaction. Yeah. So now that I know it's Kirk Gibson, what if I can get back in action and give yeah. him – I hate to do this to A's All fans, year they called what? him to light the fire. What if I give him the old – We'll get Vince Scully. All year he delivered. That was a traumatic moment of childhood right there. I'll never forget where I, think, I was watching it. I think I where was, were you when you were watching it? Uh, at home, because I remember we went out in the front yard and like burned Dodger baseball cards after that. Yeah. Uh, I was in my at my high school girlfriend's parents' room when I was watching. I'll never forget that. High school girlfriend's, girlfriend's parents', parents room. room. Yeah. This is streaming, right? No, they're not. We're just watching the game. Oh, okay, There's nothing right. going on. But I'll never forget where I was. I couldn't believe it. I was I very, not very detailed. It. No, I, I think I was like. Eight at the time, so <laughs> I was a little older then. Um, so my, I might have said my first curse word right after that, or learned my first curse word. Uh, do you need help down the stairs out of the crow's nest, or do we need to call? We you know need to get a cart to wheel you off. It's really awful. As I joked earlier, I was like, "Yeah, when I come back and see you later, I'll need help up the stairs." Yeah. <laughs> now I do. Well, Ugh. we're expecting that. We're Kurt Gibson, Willis Reed. Back. Now I have I have a different journey, you know. I've I've got to come back to make. Uh, do us proud. I mean, you're the you're the media member here playing. You need to do us proud. I'll try. Everybody says we're soft. Our 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 basically everything that we we've built up is on you now. Our reputation. You you you're in charge. Speaking of comebacks, I don't know how, what your guys' time frame is. I just want to mention this because I I texted him and he texted me back this morning. Is I, I talked to Liam Hendricks. Yeah. If you guys, you guys have probably talked about that at length, yeah. huh? That's just it rips me. That really rips Stop. me. And I saw somebody out here today who looks like him, and it, it it just got my mind thinking about that all over again. And what a great A he was. What a story here, like getting DFA'd all those times, and then hey, then it on this starting day. then starting the wild card game, and then next thing you know, he's on the cover of the media guide. Well, he's an all star after that. I mean, he he literally took every negative here and made it into a positive. 
and uh, you know. And he's the nicest. Uh, yeah, human being and does more for people than than any of us will ever I, do. I've long said I've like I I've never visited Australia, but when I do someday, I'll give another fifteen years. So you'll be done playing. <laughs> can I call you up? Can we? When, can we? <laughs> can we? Because I'd love for you to be like I feel like I trust you. You know, he's not a crazy guy. He's a fun guy. Yeah, I would love for I'd love for him to to uh, chaperone the trip. But yeah, um, I'm sorry to end it like that. I didn't. Uh, but I just it caught my it just caught my brain, and I just I also wanted to mention him too because he's just such a great person. Yeah, all of our thoughts and prayers are out yeah. to him because God, what a great A and what what a great guy yeah. is. All right, well, uh, go get in that tub, that cold tub, because you got to stop the bleeding in the hamstring from the tear. Well, and I'm, then I'm, uh, I'm, get your work done, and then uh, we will will probably be hopefully watching you back on the field tomorrow bad news for uh, ace fantasy camp is my injury well maybe not bad news but good news for ace cast i'm my schedule is wide open now. <laughs> brody brazil will be here tomorrow uh injured with crutches <laughs> it hurts when you do certain things like that get up too fast all right coming up next the japanese pitcher it was predicted he would join the a's on this program three months ago you'll hear it next right here on a's cast live the Coliseum has gone by many names, but none better than the Last Dive Bar. Hi, everyone. Ken Korak here, and my friends at Last Dive Bar are helping us celebrate our longtime home. Last Dive Bar has the most unique merchandise for all Oakland baseball fans. T-shirts, sweatshirts, the Ray Fossey line, and my personal favorite, the lights have taken full effect. Visit their website at lastdivebar.com or follow them on social media at Last Dive Bar. All proceeds are invested back into the A's Community Fund and their affiliated charities. Go to lastdivebar.com. That's Last Dive Bar. Streaming from the East Bay, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. I mean, I could do this every day. You uh, know, you know, you this know, or talk about Brody tearing his hamstring? Uh, this. <laughs> you know, when people say they love living in Arizona, th- this is the time of year. And then when we're here in a month from now, spring training you understand this is when the valley of the sun is at its best it doesn't get any better than this i mean really in the country where you go weather right now i mean hardly any wind 70 you know it's been around 73 to 75 today absolutely perfect but the problem is that will turn and then all of a sudden oh boy the left fielder on field one has gone down, and he has gone down hard, and he's not getting up. He went for it. Oh, he's limping. He's, oh, boy, another one. He's limping and has a bad shoulder. We, and we can, we can promise you it is not Brody out there in left field. We have a man down. We have a man down. Oh, boy. Um, but the problem is that once you leave spring training, it starts to get hot. And then as Adam Rosales said, it's 110 to 115 every day, and it's relentless. It doesn't stop. So it's like if you you have that kind of wealth and the kind of job where you can have a place, a place in different parts of the country throughout the year, this is a great spot to be at this time of the year. Oh, yeah, I love, I love the weather right now. I mean, I mean, who does it? Seventy. It's like 73 degrees. I'm going to put my sunglasses on because it's right here. But I forgot. You know what? I forgot what the sun looked like, so I forgot sunglasses. 
Because I haven't put sunglasses on him for so long. We sound like we're coming from like the Pacific Northwest. What is this sun? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're from Seattle. All right, I want you to play Kylie McDaniel from ESPN. We, we, we were talking to him about who's some potential people the A's could sign this offseason. This is a guy that he brought up. All right, I got a name for you. Uh, I think I asked five executives about this guy, and I think I got five different answers, which tells me that variance, that's what you're looking for, the exactly. low dollar amount. Like, might be released, might be an all-star. That's the variance you want for Oakland. His name is Shintaro Fujinami, righty out of the MPB in Japan. Uh, throws really hard, control just okay, but it's good above-average stuff. He's been one of these big names that's been thrown hard since he was uh, young coming out of college. Hasn't quite put it all together, but again, going back to some of these like Zach Eflin kind of guys, some teams think he might be a starter, and it might be two years, six million, or one of those deals like Nick Martinez and Robert Suarez did this year where it's just like three straight player options, where as long as he doesn't shoot the moon, you just kind of keep him for four or five million dollars a year and keep rolling it over again. So I think for less than $10 million, I bet you could get a couple years and try to figure out if you could harness all this. Because I kind of think his game, you look at a lot of the Japanese pitchers that come over, they tend to have very similar motions. They tend to be low 90s, good command, split finger. Like a lot of them do a lot of the same things. He's more of an American style pitcher where it's power. And I'm not quite sure where it's going yet. And so I think he might thrive in our game a little bit more where power is a more important aspect. And that also goes for Kodai Singa, the guy that might get $80 million. He's also fastball splitter command and breaking ball and like there's a little bit of Kevin Gaussman to his game um but I think Fujinami might be a guy for teams like Oakland Pittsburgh Milwaukee those kinds of teams that are kind of diving into the bargain bin uh, he's got a chill on that guy he called it he absolutely called it unreal that was back and that was back in November like November yeah. 19th so almost up three months ago I mean, very, very impressive. And the depth now, and, and, and like we said before the injured one, Brody Brazil showed up. <laughs> when you start looking at our 40-man roster and you start talking about pitching, I'm, you know, you knock on wood with everything that you got going. I, I just don't see that right now as the weakness. No, sorry. I'm, Stop typing. Well, because I saw Carney coming up, so I was getting ready to type up his bio for us for the stream. I don't see it as the weakness. No. Um, you look at the positions that we're trying to figure out well, who's going to hit home runs and who's going to play in the outfield. Starting pitching is going to be something that's going to be very good for this team. Bullpen, we'll, we'll figure out what A.J. Puck's role is. It's going to be something very think, something we're following, tracking a lot in spring training. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that uh, I, I'm excited about. You know, because if there's one thing that you're going to have to do, and if they're going to have any chance, and Carney Lansford, the World Series champion, the batting title champion, uh, as much as he knows, if you can pitch, throw quality strikes, and play defense, <laughs> you're going to have somewhat of a shot. Exactly right. That's what. With these guys, are you talking about these, with these guys? I, out well, here? we were just talking about the A's going into spring training. Oh yeah, training. yeah, yeah. But well, it, it, it it does. You know what? What people don't understand is it doesn't matter what level of baseball it is. Yeah. Because you've even coached at a lower level. Oh, yeah. you, you understand. I mean, it, 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 if you do the fundamental things, yeah. you'll have a chance. That's what we tell these guys before every game. Is catch the ball, pitch the ball, hit the ball. That's simple. If you could do that, if you get pitchers in this, 
in these fantasy camps that can throw strikes, you got a really good chance. <laughs> At the big league level, if you throw quality, that's right, you've got a chance. That's right. You don't win them if you don't have great pitching. You know that. Well, that's the so. one thing. Yeah, we're just talking about the Japanese pitcher that was signed. It gives the A's some depth, and uh, that's hopefully something that we're going to see. How much fun are you having? It's a blast. This is like the fifth time or so that I've done this. Yeah. And I love it because these guys just love baseball. They just want to be here. You know, they're, they're all different ages. They're having fun and nice people. It's just great to be out here with them. Nice to be here, too, to see some former teammates. Well, and, and yeah, I know for you guys, when you don't get to see each other, you only get to see each other like one time a year. It's really tough when COVID comes and you miss a couple of years. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, and Steiny lives in Minnesota. So, you know, I see him actually quite a bit considering he lives in Minnesota, but it's always nice to see him. It's a nice break for him and his wife to get out of that weather and get out here and have some nice weather. So it's good. I see Greg Cattery every once in a while. Stu, I see a lot. Well, and I think for you, when we always have you on, we love to talk about how you grew up in the South Bay and you grew up an A's fan. So just what a treat it was for you and your family to be able to star and play for the Oakland Athletics. And whenever I see, and it just because for a lot of guys out there today and for someone like myself, for when we grew up idolizing you guys and that team, that late 80s team, We see you guys. Like when I see <laughs> you and I see Stu and I see you guys back in the A's uniform, yeah. it kind of brings the kid out in me. I'm sure a lot of these players tell you that. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's always nice to put the uniform back on. It's nice. The A's now do a really good job of bringing former players back to the Coliseum every once in a while. So that's just really nice for us. We, we love seeing each other. Love putting this uniform on and being with fans that just love Oakland A's baseball. Isn't it great how all these guys will tell you the stories about how much, oh, I remember this game and I remember that game, and, yeah. that, and that'll happen throughout their whole camp. Yeah, yeah, and it's great. You know, if, if it's a good memory for them, and I don't even know if some of it's true or not, <laughs> but, hey, if it makes them feel good, I'm all in. <laughs> what kind of hacks you seeing out there right now? Um, actually, with our, with our team, I think we may have only struck out maybe one time today so far, and we're like in the bottom of the fifth inning. So, you know, when our pitchers are throwing strikes, the guys are making plays. So it's been a lot of fun. Last time I did this before COVID, we didn't win a game. Oh, really? <laughs> I coached with Gay Cattery. We didn't win a game. So, <laughs> hey, we got a shot today. I'm happy. <laughs> you know, that, that, you know, and one of the things that, you know, we just had with, with, with Brody being up here in his bad hamstring now is that you try, guys, we want to make you, you got to make the whole camp. Yeah. So today, let's have some fun, ease into it, and you don't need to go all out on day one. I'm telling you, you know, it, uh, we've seen it all here over the years. And uh, I know Shoe are playing Shooty's team today, and they've already lost two guys in the first day. So, yeah, you got to kind of take it easy. These guys are using muscles that they don't normally use. So, including Brody, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what happened. I told Brody, that's what happens when you pretend to be an athlete. <laughs> and, and, and he's younger, for God's sake. I, I know. <laughs> I, it was unexpected to have him blow out. <laughs> so, you know, the new rules coming out, and just your opinion, because obviously you know so much about hitting. How, how much are you looking forward to this season and not seeing the shifting? Well, for me, being a guy that used the whole field, um, I, I, lo- I, I guess I say – if you didn't want to see the shift, don't be a pull hitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Use the whole field, and they won't do that. That's a simple way to stop teams from doing that. Now, if you're if you're a dead pull hitter like a uh, let's say a Big Poppy was or whatever, you know, yeah, you, you go ahead and shift on him because he has one thing he's trying to do, and that's try to go deep. But most guys, I think, if they just try to use the whole field, learn to use the whole field, that would have stopped anyways. But I'm glad to see it go away because I don't, you know. 
I don't like seeing five guys on one side of the field. Yeah. You know, I'd like to see them. You know, it's just I, th- I just think it's a lot more fair if you if you if you give them a little distance, but not totally on the other side of the base. Well, you've taught hitting for so long, and it's just like these hitters were so stubborn, or maybe the teams didn't want them to adjust. They still wanted that dead pull trying to hit over the yard, and just the game got boring. You know, I, I be honest with you, I don't watch a lot of games anymore. If you talk to a number of, of former players, old-timer guys, I consider myself now, that's how old I am, yeah. an old-timer player, uh, they, we hate the way it's played now. And they have the analytics thing and the bat launch angle whatever it is you know it's tough enough at the major league level to, to hit the ball consistently but to try to put a certain launch angle or whatever at least go back to see the ball hit the ball try to use the whole field there's hits all over that field try to you know, foul line to foul line that's the way i used to try and teach guys you hit the ball all over the yard but i tried to teach guys when i was hitting yeah. coach hey there's there's line drives all over that field so um but i'm glad that you know they're getting away from that shift thing and, you know, with the stolen base looking like it's going to come back, I mean, that's a whole other weapon because what will be interesting to see if there's a team that takes advantage of the new rule and steals a lot of bases and win more games. So all of a sudden you don't have 30 teams that all look the same. Yeah, yeah. That's what, you know, the last oh, few years at least, the strategy is just to try and go deep. That's it. Everybody try and hit home runs. I don't care if I strike out 150 times a yeah. year. Now, for me, when I played, I did that one time early in my career before I really had somebody that taught me how to use the whole field. But if I struck out 100 times a year, it would be hard for me to go home and look at myself in the mirror, you know. I just – but now, guys, it's so, nowadays it's so common, guys, strike out 150 times. We Back when I played, I think we had a, maybe a handful of guys that did that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Rob Deere kind of <laughs> hitters, you know, guys like he that. He was always the guy that people brought up, Rob yeah, Deere. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, he knew his job, you know, on that team. You had other great hitters on the, on the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, you had Cecil Cooper and yeah. Robin Yount, Paul Molitor, all those guys that were great hitters. Harvey's wall field. bangers. That's it right yeah. there. So you could have a guy like that. But now it's like everybody almost like trying to hit home runs and just strike it out 100, 150 times a year. It's, it's hard to watch for me. When you think back at the amount of talent you guys had on those oh. great A's teams and – it's just I remember when we had Tony Russo on talking about it because he's had so many great teams, but he knows that the talent of those teams, which is just like when you think back and you think of just the players that not only did you have the players, you you guys were like a rock band. I mean, you guys were like rock stars, that team. You know, uh, in the telltale sign of that is when you go on the road and you play and there's more people with greed and gold in the stands on the road than there is for the home team. That's how, that's how, and we had people just waiting for us to come out of the hotel before we get on the bus. I mean, it was just crazy. It was like rock star status because we had all the guys, Jose, Ricky, Eck, Stu, you know, just go on and on and on. I mean, we had, we, McGuire, we had great players and they, and they knew how to play the game. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, whenever we go through the names, it's hard to believe that many great players were on one team. It was like, an, it's like you guys truly, even though you didn't think about it, I don't know, did you think about that? Like, we have an all-star team. Yeah, we did have an all-star team, basically. It, and even our bench guys were really good players. Stan Javier's and mm-hmm. Luis Pilonio and, and guys like that. We had, we, when we gave a guy off, a veteran player a day off, we, we didn't drop a notch. You know, I mean, those guys came out, when they got their opportunity, they played hard. And so, um, yeah, we didn't have any weaknesses on that team. We had a great bullpen, uh, great uh, long relievers, short relievers, honey cut to set up Eckersley. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more. 
So you were Terry Steinbach. You're you're coaching with him, right? Yes. I, uh, what are the odds you bring this thing home this year? This uh, well, I didn't win a game the last time with Greg Cattery, but I'm blaming Greg. <laughs> you can but do that. We got we got a pretty good team out there. I, mean, I haven't seen any other teams besides Shooties. Yeah. So I got to wait a couple more games or a couple more days, but I'm pretty feeling pretty good about this team it's interesting the coaches get a little competitive because Stu was up here and Stu's like I've won it six times and I expect to win again and I think I think everybody's gunning for Stu you know the first time I did this I wasn't aware of how it really worked whatever but Bert Campaneris said to me before the draft where we drafted these guys (laughs) you don't understand but these guys want to win they really want to win so you know we got to try and coach them up and, and do the right thing here and he's right they, these guys like to have fun, but they like to win. They're competitive. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, to me, when I when when I think about this opportunity, and we're talking about because there's a lot of people back in the Bay Area have been dealing with the flooding and the yeah, rain and yeah. everything, and you're like, what a great gift! Whether it's a Christmas gift, birthday gift, what a great gift this would it be. It really is. I, I know a lot of people that have done that, given it to them as birthday gifts or Christmas gifts or whatever, and I, I can't. If you're a, a huge A's fan. If you want to give like the perfect gift to that fan, sign them up for Fantasy Camp. Well, perfect. They have a great time, and Shooty leads this thing, and he does a tremendous job. Well, you know, Ace fans absolutely love you. They always will love you, what you've meant to this franchise and this history. And uh, always getting you on this program means a lot. Uh, Well, it's been my pleasure. I love the Oakland A's fans. So, <laughs> Carney Lansford, one of the great A's of all time, right here on A's Cast Live. We'll have more from Fantasy Camp coming up next. A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. You know, since we've been off for a couple days, we haven't really been able to address which was the biggest story in our sport, the Carlos Correa situation, which has now been resolved. I actually hosted the Santa Clara County Baseball Banquet, 37th year. You need to show up to that next year, Cody. Uh, honored Mitch Haniger, Jock Peterson, Ron Wotus, a lot of little leaguers, college players. It was great. And I started telling jokes about the Giants, and one of them was Carlos Correa, and I kind of got the, ooh, too soon? I had, to go, I had to do the too soon. But, yes, Carlos Correa has finally signed with the Minnesota Twins. And I have to tell you, I think in the end, as funny as the whole drama thing is, I mean, you're talking about in 29 days, he signed contract. He agreed, did sign. He agreed to over $800 million worth of contracts. 865 to be exact. Over $800 million in three days. And since he agreed to terms with three different teams, Carlos Correa this offseason agreed to play for 10% of all baseball teams. <laughs> I want you to think about that. 10% of the league signed or agreed to sign Carlos Correa in the offseason of 2022 leading into 2023. That's, that's how crazy the Carlos Correa saga was. I doubt we'll ever see anything like it again. Um, I do feel bad for him. It's your one chance for that big payroll. And as of right now, he lost well over $100 million. 
I mean, there are these incentives after year six and all this kind of stuff that can take his package from $200 million to $270 million, whatever the, the exact numbers are. But it's over $100 million. He was going to get that 312, 300 whatever, guaranteed. So I feel bad, you know, because you only, you only really get a bite at that apple one time. But he'll be okay. He'll survive off these. He's made probably over our, or close to $100 million already, and now he'll get this to His family's going to be fine. He's got the generational wealth. But in the end, I think this is going to be really good for baseball. And let me tell you why. Until this sport is able to get a salary cap and to really flourish the way it could for all teams, and that could be coming. Even though people say it's crazy, you just go, you have no idea the fight that's coming up in this CBA between the, all the owners. There is a massive thing that's going to happen. We can get into that at a, at a different time. But Carlos Correa signing for what he did will now set precedent for mid-market and smaller market teams. Because when you get into the precedent of 11, 13 years, 300-plus million, you take all those teams out of baseball. You take them out. Majority of the teams are not going to do that. And they shouldn't. Because as we have seen, until we see a player play into his 40s at a high level, these kind without PEDs play into his 40s at a high level, not worth the money. It's not worth the investment. And I don't care what people try and sell you on, well, if they win a World Series, it's not worth the investment. If that guy, there's plenty of players that have won World Series that you didn't need to spend that kind of money for. Most of these players, by the way, who sign these contracts never win World Series in these contracts. Most of the $100 million guys haven't won World Series. It's fact. The biggest contracts in baseball, most of these guys don't win World Series. I mean, you can look two of the big ones that they're trying to get, that we just got rid of. The Angels finally got rid of our pool holes. They didn't win one. Tigers are still with this albatross around their neck with Miguel Cabrera. Never got one. Did they get to, did they get to one? Yeah. They didn't win one. So it's like they, they, these big mega contracts don't care. Bryce Harper got you to a World Series. Great. He didn't win one. These don't. These mega contracts don't guarantee you anything. Mookie got one, but we, everybody still looks at that as the 2020 uh, World Series, which the Dodgers didn't benefit financially like you normally do. Uh, you know, to try and justify the contract. Hey, they won a World Series, but they didn't get the – they didn't get the wherewithal money-wise yeah. from winning that. But the point of the matter is, is that for baseball, until we can get some type of better structure of signing contracts, this one is going to be the precedent. Because if you are a team that's a mid-level to a lower-level financial team, financially for a team, I need to say that better. If you're wherewithal financially more of a middle to a lower team, making the commitment to a player for six years and then everything after that is he has to earn it. 
is something that I think a franchise like ours and others can accept. There's always going to be risk when you sign players. But the risk of 11 years, 13 years, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Personally, I don't think that's going to happen long-term in our sport. That's something that they put in the CBA, that trying to sign long-term deals to circumvent the luxury tax is frowned upon. It's very vague. Once again, this is going to be part of the major fight coming up here in the next collective bargaining agreement. They do not want that. Hockey had it. It failed. Hockey legislated it out of their game. Baseball will have to do that also. That's why I think the Correa deal actually, as for now, as a duct tape, you know, a precedent, it's a duct tape precedent. Like, you can live with this if you're someone like the Minnesota Twins, if you're the Oakland Athletics, the Kansas City Royals, the Arizona Dimebacks. You can now look at this and go, okay, six years. Six years of a player of prime years, of his late 20s, early 30s, prime years, I can pay for that. What I don't want to pay for is when you hit 35, 36, 37. I don't want to pay for that unless you're still that player. And if I can put in a contract that after six years, call it five, call it seven, call it whatever you want, after that X amount of years, you now have to earn the rest of the money. And if you don't live up to whatever goals, whatever numbers we want to put in there, if you can't live up to that, we're not paying you. And that's what this Carlos Correa deal now is for baseball. It might be one of the better deals we have seen for the game in recent years. It finally is a big-term, got-to-earn-it deal. You want that $270 million? Well, 70 of that million, you're going to have to be on the field and you're going to have to be productive to earn it. The first six years, the first six years, we're going to guarantee it. Great contract, $200 million, fantastic. But after that, it's all about you earning it. I think it's a good precedent to set. Yeah. And you or I should say to set. Yeah, because it it's a vesting deal. It's a $70 million, which I, I think I have it in here. Yeah, year seven through ten, and the twin dealer, if he vests, it would be 25, 20, 15, and 10. So it gradually goes down for Minnesota, but it adds up to 270. I think that this would be because we saw it with hockey and how they've done it with their deals. You can re-sign your own players up to eight years. Correa was technically a twin, so they were able to sign him for seven or uh, six. And then free agents, I think, in hockey is seven. So own guys, eight, free agents, seven. I think that's a good way to do it for baseball if you want to structure it. And you're right. I think well, you can't do that because they're, they have a salary cap. We, oh, yeah. We don't have a salary cap. I'm saying if we ever went towards the salary cap or the four. But right now where we are – other agents now and other teams will look at this contract as the precedent and go, well, why don't we do something like, instead of saying, well, we're just going to give you 11 years, all guaranteed, and this is like a really bad Trey Turner deal or a Xander Bogarts deal or would have been a very bad Carlos Correa deal with the Giants. Now what we're going to do is the new Carlos Correa deal. I could look at, take a player, take a player like Matt Olson. Say, all right, Matt Olson. We're going to guarantee you six years, and then we're going to tack on three, four more years, and all those years you have to earn it. I like, I like that idea. And 
there was I was thinking of a um a, where was, oh and one thing you mentioned well you didn't mention but you mentioned to me yesterday with Correa that's going to be precedent is the pending physical oh <laughs> didn't even th- you know what? we had never thought about that so we're on the flight right and we land and who signed yesterday oh it was Nelson Cruz yeah. signed a one year one, one million dollar deal one year one million dollar deal with the San Diego Padres pending the physical and I said you know what. For the rat, for at least the next, I don't know, year or so. Whenever I see pending, year, whenever I saw pending physical, never thought about it. Absolutely never thought about it. It's a done deal. He just has to pass a physical. That's not a big deal. I have never thought about pending physical before until now. Now, when it says pending physical, I am now going to say, well, he's got to pass the physical to make that. Because uh, when a guy misses not one but two physicals, eh. yeah, it's, it was it wasn't a good look. But yeah, I thought I never thought of it that way until you said that pending physical. I'm like, yeah, you know, I think everyone's gonna start looking at this in every sport now more closely than they have before. And now joining us, a man who is all about finding talent, who goes all over this great United States looking for talent. That's his job. But today he is a coach. He is a leader of men out here in Mesa, Arizona, who I had to say earlier today looks beautiful in this uniform. I mean, this uni- this white uniform, it just it screams Shooty Babbitt. The great shoot. I mean, one of the great scouts in our game, TV talent on NBC California doing A's pre and post game live. There's nothing that he can't do in this great game because in this league, we know there's no league bigger than this league. It is the great Shooty Babbitt here once again on A's Cast Live. And, Townie, once again, it's such an honor and a blessing to be here. Thank you, man. It's a beautiful day in the Bay, and if I had the power and the will, I would just will a bunch of this beautiful sunshine and great weather up to our folks up in the Bay Area. So we're pulling for you for some dry weather. And uh, I just want to thank the A's for once again having me down here, man. The campers are so excited. Um, we got – froze out of here for a couple of years because of the pandemic and everything that's going on in the world. But just to see the joy and the excitement and the love for baseball yeah. with these guys is this what makes it all worth the while. So, man, I'm so happy just to be here again. You said it, a whole lot of joy. There's a lot of joy. There's a lot of fun. And to watch middle-aged men and women get in uniform and act like kids again is what it's all about. This is a, this is a kid's game. You know, as boys, we grew up just having a good time playing the game because we loved it. Um, after a while, you found out that you might have been talented enough to play a little longer. But uh, that's the joy of this. And the thing for me is the one message that I like to make sure that the people that come to this camp is this is fantasy camp. This is a week where we get an opportunity to forget about all the things that are going on in our life that are good or bad that we need to escape from and just get a breath of fresh air and kind of fall off the earth, if you will. And what better way to do it, something that you love to do, the A's roll it out first class here these guys are getting an opportunity to play on major league fields, and you know, Tony, this place right here, uh, there's no place bigger than this when you start talking about baseball and just to see some of the guys and to hear them say, I can't believe that I'm here. I can't believe some of the players that I've grown up to love so much that I'm standing on the same dirt. So we don't take this week for granted um, because we understand the impact and the magnitude that it have in lives mentally. Uh, we've all suffered. Uh, we all have issues in our families, and we need to pull together, bring each other together. Hopefully we'll leave here with a lot of joy and some of that rubs off on the people that we come across, man. But just to be a part of this family, um, you meet people that become friends forever and family. 
And uh, it's a joy, man. This is like my 19th year doing fantasy camp. It's unbelievable how quickly the time changes. But I can't tell you how many friends, lifetime friends that I've gained here that have been great to me and my family as well. So, man, I, I'm blessed, Tony. I, I have nothing. I'm not worthy of complaining about one thing. All right, so yesterday you played golf at the sister course at TPC Scottsdale. I, I try to tell everybody that's where the Waste Management, where the PJ Tour is going to be in a couple weeks. It's a beautiful course. Top golf last night, got baseball activity going this morning. You guys had your draft. You had your first games. Just talk us through now, Kate. Now you've had your first set of games. Guys are going to go in, have some beers, get some ice, Act like players do after games. Take us how, how things start rolling the rest of the week. Not some ice. It's a whole lot of ice. Ice tubs. Yeah, I think that I'm going to anoint this national hammy day. Uh, there was about six of them out here. And my boy bro, <laughs> blowout, <laughs> hammy brozil, <laughs> one, <laughs> one sprint brody. B blowout. <laughs> brody blowout Brazil. <laughs> I couldn't get my phone out fast enough to take a picture of him rolling on the ground over there after he blew out, man. And I told him three weeks ago, I said, Brody, I can't tell you about how to prepare to hit or anything, but please, stretch. Run a little bit, man, because the adrenaline is going to be flowing, and you're going to try to fire off, and the first thing's going to happen. Lo and behold, he puts one in play. All of a sudden, he's sniffing a hit. Are you kidding me? And it was a wrap. <laughs> Johnny one sprint. <laughs> I saw a poor guy out here. Who's, I mean, I was a, Brody's a young guy. I saw an older guy out here on field one. So behind us is field three, field two to the right. And on the other side of this camera is field one. And we can see the game going on. And just a, a, a weak fly ball to left. Guy sniper. He trips, falls on his knee, his shoulder, older guy inside the park. He's trying, it's, you know, but that's the fun part. Getting hurt is also kind of part of the fun. You're being an athlete again. Only in fantasy camp can you see a guy die for a ball and give up a grand slam on a ball that doesn't even get to the fence, man. So you see everything here. But you asked about what happens for the rest of the camp. You know, today we had to draft. We had instructional um, stations. Guys got an opportunity to get their stuff loose and ready and, break the cliques in a little bit. You can see they were very nervous uh, just being here today, and it's natural. Um, every year it's the same way. Um, our club didn't play particularly well, and we've seen that time and time again. Um, they'll go in today. That um, training room will be full. There will be a line um, for people to get in there. They'll have their beverages. They'll tell stories. Uh, they'll get their rest. Hopefully nobody goes to bed early because you come down here to have a good time, and tomorrow is the best time of the day in the morning when we have kangaroo court. Um, Dallas Braden is now the head judge in our camp, and he does a tremendous job. And, uh, boy, boy, I don't know if we're going to have enough time to t bring all the cases to him. I mean, there's a lot of crazy things going on in this camp, but uh, that's the fun of it, man. I'm just glad to see these guys having a great time. Yeah, so we'll have games Friday, Saturday, Sunday, championship on Monday. The plan is to have two games a day. Man, I was lucky enough to get my guys through six innings today. That's how they were blowing out and arms are sore. Yeah, you had like three guys get injured? Yeah, we had a guy that got hit in the face in the cage today from an errant throw. They don't even know where it came from. He ended up at the dentist getting his grill fixed. So, And even came back for the fifth inning and got behind the plate and caught. So that tells you how much these guys love the yeah. game. So um, there will be two games a day. 
There'll be a round robin that'll start on Sunday, on Saturday, and then there's a championship game Monday at the stadium game that they play in spring training. So um, a lot of baseball to be played, a lot of fun, a lot of laughter. Uh, I think we're so fortunate to have the group of guys that we have here for coaches. When you talk about Dave Stewart, Steiny, Carney Lansford, Greg Cattle, Ray Dallas, Brayton, Bobby Crosby. I mean, these are well-known age players who had great careers in the green and gold. And for them to be able to come back and interact and tell some of the stories and share some of the careers and the joy that they had, when these people lived it with them, oh, it's unbelievable. So um, we're off to a decent start. Um, the only thing that I'm not liking about today is, you know, the amount of injuries that we have because the one thing that we talked to the campers about early on is trying to take care of your body as well as you can so that you can last throughout the week. The last thing we want to see is somebody get hurt on the first day and they can't make it. I mean, I think one of the good things, though, we're going to create a new award next year um, and we'll give it to the first guy and he'll get the Brody Brazil blowout. Um, hammy award and um, so Brody's name will resonate in this camp for years to come so <laughs> congratulations bro the first blowout <laughs> for you as a scout and you've been doing this is is, is this getting ready for this event which, which kind of starts getting you ready getting you going knowing that Baseball season is a long time for you. It's a lot of traveling. It's a lot of hotels. It's a lot of road. It's a lot of you do the TV, and no one dresses better on TV than you. But there is a lot. There's a lot going on for you with the scouting and everything. No, in my opinion, it's not. What's going on a lot are those people that are trying to get across the Bay Bridge every morning and then get back home in the rain and have to go home and take care of their families and do the things that take you till 10, 11 o'clock to do and then get back up in the morning and do it again every day. I'm blessed to be able to make a living in the game that I love and do the things that I'm so fortunate to do. There's so many players that would love to get the opportunity, former players, to live the life that I'm living in the game right now. Um, I've been off for three months. Um, I'm starting to get the itch again because spring training is right around the corner. I'm making my schedule out. I'm getting ready. I'm getting prepared. This is relaxation. I told the campers today, I've been doing this for 13 years, and I have not seen not one player that I thought about signing. <laughs> so, don't even think about it, okay? So um, I tell you what I do have more of appreciation for are the coaches. Um, I'm a single guy right now because we had a couple of guys that weren't able to attend. But all the things that are going on in a simple game like this, you can't keep up with all the things, the outfielders, the pitchers, positioning guys, the hitter, just so much. It just tells you how much preparation goes in day by day by day with these guys. We've got minor leaguers down here getting ready for spring training. Uh, man, this is, this is the best place to be right now in January. And I know as a scout, you you, you, you got to uncover every stone. You talk to everybody. And certain people give you the best information. When you go down and you look at a young player, you got to talk to his coaches. You got to talk to his parents. Girlfriend might give you answers. You talk to everybody who gives much information on guys. Well, I think that's the key. I mean, it's not a secret on the guys that can play. You can see that. But sometimes you got to find out what they're made of and what makes their top their cop clock tick, if you will. And you can't see that on. As a scout, you know, you, you are – expected to be able to find a complete package of this guy, things that we don't know. Spend time off the field. Spend time places where these guys may spend their spare time. Talk to people that know more about them than you do. But the bottom line, you want to get as much information that you possibly can because you're gathering something that you're trying to put together and think that you have the right model. So 
uh, man, it's every day you're getting smarter. The game is evolving. Um, when you start talking about analytics and everything else and the way that our game is scouted globally, uh, it's a constant challenge to get better, try to stay one step ahead. But I think there's no replacement for a scout told me years ago, as long as you have good eyes and you got twice as good ears, you can stay a pretty good scout. Adam Rosales said something that was pretty fascinating that a lot of people don't think about. And you talk about the international side of this where he's gotten these kids now that he's managing down here in Arizona. He gets these kids from like the Dominican and they get here and it's such a hard journey for them just to get here. And they feel like, oh, I made it. I got here. And then he's got to rewire them like, yeah, but now it's just starting. I mean, you talk about what you have to do at the bottom level to prepare guys to move up levels. The coaching and the amount of good coaching that you got to have, we don't talk about it enough at the big league level. You know, you got to have quality coaching at the bottom to get these guys up to the top. I think that people minimize when you hear player development um, because these guys typically when they get to big leagues, they're supposed to be in position to be penciled in and to play and perform right away, and that's the way that it used to be. But there's patience. There's a lot of work that goes into it. These are professionals. This is not amateur baseball anymore. This is not pickup baseball. This is not because you were the best guy at your high school. This is being one of the best guys in the world. And when you show up here, wherever you came from, you might have been the best where you were, but guess what? Everybody else that's here were the best where they were. Everybody's talented, but what separates you is your work ethic and your fortitude and your ability to make adjustments and improve your game on a daily basis. And if you're not a hard, hard worker, this game will catch up with you. If you had advice to any of the young players, because, you know, I get all the time. I was recently, I told the, everybody I emceed this event before I came down here, the Santa Clara County Banquet, that baseball banquet that's been going on for 37 years. And these young kids came up to me, oh, I watch the show all the time or I, or I listen to it. So if they're watching now, what advice would you give for a young baseball player who wants to make this his profession? First of all, know who you are and be yourself and improve that. You have something going for you that have allowed you to play at the level that you're playing at now because – Early on, guys figure out they don't like baseball, they're not good, and they don't want to play anymore. But if you survive, it's because you have some skill and you have some will. You work on your craft, you, you breathe about your craft, you sleep about everything you do is about your craft. It's your religion, it's your family, and it's your craft. And don't let anybody tell you that you can't make it. I was a 27-round dra draft pick, um, and that was the last day. And there weren't many people that believed that I could play. Might have been because of the way that I was built, the way I look. I don't know. But all I needed to do was get an opportunity. And I didn't take that opportunity for granted. So you never know as a young kid when your opportunity is going to present yourself. I got a chance because a scout was in the park one day and he saw me run down a ball from shortstop down the left field line that most guys would have gave up on and quit on. But I ran that ball down and I didn't stop and I made a play. And I asked the scout, you know, what did you see in me? You know, all the guys out of Berkeley that did not get an opportunity, why me? You know, he said, I saw you make a play one day that most guys would have gave up on. So you just never know what's going to be the time that you're going to get your opportunity. All I can say is work out like somebody's watching you every single time you put on a glove or you step in the gym. Think that somebody's looking for something positive where they'll take a chance on you. One play. Guy saw one play. One play. 
And that led you getting into the big leagues. And I'm going to tell you, as a scout, there's been plenty of times where I've gone to see one particular guy that we had a lot of information on, and he was the dude. And I'm like, well, who's the little shortstop? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> who's moving it around? Who can hit and run like that? Who's playing the game the way it's supposed to be played? It's nine positions on that field out there. And it's a requirement as far as talent and skill level is concerned that you're required to do. So everybody, them big slap em off guys can't play in the middle up here. They got to go out there and stand on the corner and lean on that pole. You know what I'm saying? But if you're going to play in the middle, you got to be able to dance. So who knows when they may see that two-step that you do that they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him. He could play. So out of all the years you've been here, how many times have you won it? Oh, man. Put it like this. I'm the most hated coach in this camp. Well, Dave this- Stewart was acting like that because he's like, I've won six. Even he's, he's been on my team twice. Uh, we've been. Well, you carried Stu. We were the soul train. There was one year. <laughs> <laughs> we had dudes in the clubhouse walking, slinging their arms, talking about soul train. No rhythm, no. <laughs> but it was one of the greatest times. But, I, you know, it's not about winning it. Um, my whole thing is making sure when I run into somebody at the Coliseum and they say, hey, man, I was at the fantasy camp. It was one of the best times of my life. Yeah. I appreciate the time you spent. You took time to say hello to my kid and show him something. Th- this is what it's all about. And you look at all the guys that have come to this fantasy camp, big-name guys, but some of them don't survive. And because they don't understand the importance of making these people feel the way that they do and make them come back. There's guys that have been coming in for 15 and 16 years, and they spend anywhere from – $3,500 to $5,000 to come down here. Not many people have that kind of disposable income. But there are necessities. There are things in the budget that you have to have. And these guys have budgeted this fantasy camp because they know how important it has been in their life. And the last thing that I want to do is come in here and spoil this experience, especially the way the Green and Gold has given me an opportunity to represent this organization. So um, that's the gratitude for me. Winning it, I'm happy for the guys, but I'm just happy when I see those guys come up at the banquet and they're so happy and they tell you thank you for a great time. It was everything that I thought it was, and I'm coming back next year. This is why you come to Fantasy Camp right here. What's the team name this year? Uh, We are the Stylistics. The Stylistics. I know you guys already got I saw it. You already got a little something. <laughs> we look like the limp nastics out there in the field. <laughs> Get your boys in the training room. We've got days left to play. Hey, and it's like we got two games to play tomorrow. We couldn't even get through five today. But you know what? I've worked magic before, and I've had teams that just got the brains beat out of them the first day, and we've come back in one. So, uh that's what Fantasy Camp is all about. You know what the best ability is? Availability. Availability. No question about it. Get your it. boys in the cold tub. Thanks for stopping by. And we'll be seeing you in the next couple of days. Um, and then I can't wait to see you spring training. No doubt, Tony. Thanks you so much for having me. And you know, Brian, no league bigger than this one. The greatness that is Shooty Babbitt right here on A's Cast Live. We'll have more from Fantasy Camp. The 2022 MLB winter meetings from San Diego are now in the past, and Ace Cast Live was all over it. Well, once again, here from the winter meetings in San Diego. From the signing of Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is going back to the Bronx. He's agreed to a nine-year deal worth $360 million. And Trey Turner. Trey Turner gets 11 years, $300 million. 11 years to the biggest names in the sport chris russo the mad dog the great bob melvin great sample right here on a's cast live tori lavelle the manager of the arizona diamondbacks former 
Oakland Athletic. Former A's bench coach Terry Francona is with us here on A's Cast Live. Billy Owens, assistant general manager for the Oakland Athletics. The great Sarah Langs is with us. David Forrest, general manager of your Oakland Athletics. A's Cast Live had you covered at the winter meetings. That's going to do it live from the winter meetings. I hope everybody enjoyed the coverage. We had a great time. Hopefully you had a great time watching. If you missed any of the interviews from the three days, go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to listen or youtube.com slash athletics to watch today. The Coliseum has gone by many names, but none better than The Last Dive Bar. Hi, everyone. Ken Korak here, and my friends at Last Dive Bar are helping us celebrate our longtime home. Last Dive Bar has the most unique merchandise for all Oakland baseball fans. T-shirts, sweatshirts, the Ray Fossey line, and my personal favorite, the lights have taken full effect. Visit their website at lastdivebar.com or follow them on social media at Last Dive Bar. All proceeds are invested back into the A's Community Fund and their affiliated charities. Go to lastdivebar.com. That's Last Dive Bar. The Oakland Athletics begin spring training on February 25th. Now's the time to make plans to catch us in Mesa, Arizona, and enjoy the sunshine of your family and friends. Buy your tickets early for the best seats at the lowest prices as your green and gold take on the Giants, Dodgers, Padres, Angels, and more at Ho-Ho Camp Stadium. And Tony, it's a deep drive to right in the corner. Gritchick going back. He'll turn and watch it fly. Get your tickets at athletics.com slash spring. That's athletics.com slash spring. A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. All right, we have a special guest for you. I'm not supposed to tell you he was the last guy at the bar last night (laughs) at the uh, Delta Marriott. Well, then again, the only reason why we know is because, Commander, you were one of the last guys. Wasn't just me. Belair was there, too. I'm throwing him under the bus. You can't throw the boss under the bus. You can't throw D.A. under the bus. I I, I was, of course, drinking Diet Coke, so I was getting ready for tomorrow. You guys were all uh, out of hand. Dan Pelkey, that's how you say your last name, that's right? It, Dan yeah. Pelkey. The reason why he is here is because he is known as the stud of the Ace Fancy Camp. He was the 2020 MVP, so he's the reigning MVP and he's playing for Shooty Babbitt's team. You were on Shooty and Stu's team in 2020, right? Yes, I was on his uh, team last 2020. We won it in 2020. Um, on Carney Lansford and, and, um, and uh, Terry Steinbach's team this year. So we played against Shooty tonight, or this evening. Oh, so you, you, who are you with right now? I'm with Carney and Terry. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, we just played against Shooty. Okay, so you're you're on the team that saw blowout Brody Brazil go down. We yes, we uh, we had an upfront seat to watch him go down, <laughs> trying to leg out an infield single. It uh, and then he went down a second time as he was coaching first base to try and stay involved, and a foul ball came towards him and kind of gave one of these and went down again. Are so, you serious? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is great. So you know what? One of the reasons why we're here is to talk about how much fun. Uh, what this experience means as we have both men and women here participating. Obviously, it's the the love of the game. It's the love of this franchise, the Oakland Athletics. Why did you, why did you first start coming, and why do you keep coming back? Well, I was lucky enough to um, – my wife knows I'm a lifelong A's fan, and she got me this for Christmas in 2019. So she gave me three weeks heads up 
that I'm going to fantasy camp. Get in shape. Yeah. So I hadn't swung a bat or hit off a, a pitcher in 25 years since high school. So yeah. uh, I had to learn again very quickly. Um, but it was, you know, once I got out here, uh, best I've said it to everyone, best week of my life. It was, uh, it was an unbelievable experience. Um, and the, the way that these coaches interact with us players and even our family, my, my wife and kids ended up surprising me in 2020. They came out and, uh, and they actually interacted more with the, uh, with the coaches, with Shooty and Stu while I was in the field playing. And so I was pretty jealous that they were getting more interaction time while I was out there playing. I'm watching them, you know, yeah. over in the, the dugout and hanging out with them and, and just uh, every single coach was so welcoming and and just the way they interacted with me and my my kids my wife was just above and beyond and uh so my love of baseball my love of the a's the way that the staff uh the coaches treat the players and just up and down it it was an amazing experience and it's uh it will be an annual thing for for me and my family to come out here every year it's it's something i circle on my calendar that's all i that's all i need i need a week out here yeah I love you know it. we can do whatever else the rest of the year but i need my week out here for for uh for this experience yeah the word joy keeps coming up the joy on everybody's faces and how much joy this springs uh but as you mentioned with people that end up coming for multiple years the families get involved mm -hmm. and next thing you know you can make this a family trip or if it's just with your spouse and there's obviously a lot of things to do here in the valley of the sun when someone's playing baseball you've got a lot to do down here i mean this becomes more than just hey i'm coming out to play baseball it it, it turns into yes a a getaway for the in our in my case the family and and several other people's cases i i've definitely seen more spouses out here this year than than the previous year and i expect that to probably continue to grow year in and year out because the staff is is again so welcoming and interacting and and it's just not there's no there's no fakeness it's it's genuine and and you can you can see it you can feel it how much do you feel really feel and express to the people watching who've thought yeah fantasy camp that sounds that sounds cool like do i want to do it like how much do you feel when you're in the locker room and this is where the a's players are and you're on these big league fields and the ground the grass and, and the mounds and everything's perfect how much really do you feel like a big leaguer it, they they do their best to make it feel like a major league experience i mean the the the, the training staff in there they you know i'm gonna go in there after this and get my shoulder iced up and they're gonna massage me and and take the gun to me um and just everything that comes with the major league experience is what's happening out here for for us fantasy campers and and they they try really hard to to mimic that and and they do a really good job of it how much did you have to prepare? Uh, well, like I said, I only had three weeks to prepare um, for the first time out here. Unfortunately, I had three years to prepare uh, <laughs> due, to, due to COVID. Um, you could be the most shaped guy <laughs> in town. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, honestly, the, the, the talent level is, is – the spectrum is, is so wide. Um, so if you are hesitant because you, you feel like you – would come out here and get run off the field it's not the case no um it is not the case 
And you're you're gonna. I, I say this a lot too. Is I never laughed for five about five day period like I do here. It's the the camaraderie between the campers. We love giving each other crap if we see someone go down running down first base uh, as long as they're you know they're okay or they're tripping over their feet or whatever it is. We we just raz each other. Uh, coaches raz us. Campers raz each other. It's all in fun um, and it's just an, an amazing experience yeah it, it's um the skill level i think some people may be intimidated they need to know a lot of people are just coming out here they have not played baseball and they haven't played in 20 30 40 years some in some cases so you should not be thinking there's a bunch of ringers out here definitely no no there's um i mean there's there's a handful of, of very talented people and um there's you know some some decent ball players and there's some people who are just out here to have a good time and um i I would not make that your deterrent if that's what's holding your back on coming out here um try it out talk to uh, talk to other campers i'm sure just the interactions with the campers you see it in their eyes you you hear it in their voice when they talk about the campers uh the, the the camp and um even all the rookies Last night when we were at Top Golf talking, uh, you know, talking to all the rookies, you can tell that they, when we're talking to them, they can see the joy in our face, and you can see them getting excited for the week ahead because they're they're going to experience that joy that 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 we've done in the past for people who are returning. And clearly. This is something that has got to get you just fired up and ready for the actual baseball season. Because once you leave here, it's now you now got to be gung ho. We can't wait for baseball. Yes, I mean I'm I'm baseball. Baseball is my love. Uh, always is. But yeah, you know, come the end of the year, October, November, December, baseball kind of falls off the radar for most people. But that's when we start training a little bit more, getting ready for this. So. Baseball is really becomes really a 12-month thing for, for us campers is we're getting ready the, those last three months, and, uh, and then you have the regular season the rest of the, the, rest of the time. So um, as, a, as a person who loves baseball, I'm all for it. 12 months out of the year, baseball, I'm, sign me up. Well, thank you so much for the time. We Go in, it. get iced up, get a cold one, and uh, we'll probably see you later. I have a feeling we're going to see you later tonight. <laughs> I hope so. Appreciate the time. You got it. We're going to wrap it up next right here from Fantasy Camp. Streaming from the East Bay, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. Well, day one is in the books here at Fantasy Camp in Arizona as the sun is starting to go down in the Valley of the Sun. Just an absolute beautiful day. I mean, it just it, it doesn't get any better. And we will be back tomorrow, same time, 2 to 5 o'clock. We got double dips tomorrow. Each team is going to be playing two games out here. We're still going to hear from Terry Steinbach, the World Series champion, World Series MVP, Greg Cattery, former athletic. He was on the 1988 team that uh, won the ALCS. And then, of course, oh, we're 1 to 4. Because here it's two to five because yeah. we're still an hour ahead. Yeah, one Back to four. in the Bay Area, we're one to four. Uh, Greg Cattery was part of that trade to bring Ricky Henderson 
Back to the Oakland Athletics. Who else are we going to talk to tomorrow? Uh, bro, uh, not Brody. We talked to Brody Blow. Bobby Brazil. Crosby. Bobby Crosby. Dallas. Dallas Braden. Um, is it Ernie? Is it Ernie Young who's here too? Ernie Young's here. I think I think that's everyone. Right. And we're going to talk to Dan Hayes in Minnesota about the Carlos Correa deal. Yeah. Because we we had so many guests today. We we there's certain topics we we were going to get in. We'll get into more. Uh, Things have been going on inside Major League Baseball that uh, are hot topics. Trevor Bauer was released by the Dodgers. He's officially out there now. You can sign him for 720000 Yeah, uh, we can talk about Rafael Devers' contract and how they gave him deferred money till like, 2043. I don't know. You know, you, you know we, we, we got to get an agent on because that's not as crazy as you think. Most deals are deferred. I know, but it's the Red, but it's the Red Sox. Like You're deferring money. Red Sox have always – they deferred money to Ted Williams. <laughs> yeah. Teams have, teams have deferred – like, if you've ever worked with any professional athlete, some guys were still getting paid by their teams 10 years later. So it's not as – so it's like – but his is a long one. Yeah, his, he initially signed – what was that, 11-year deal he signed? I think it was 11 years, and then it's you see now, so 11 years from now will be 2034. So nine years is going to be deferred after that. It's that, not the Bobby Bonilla deal, but – I. I honestly don't think it's that long of a deal. It's an 11-year, $331 million extension he signed with Boston. And you're saying nine years after that he'll still be getting yeah, paid? Yeah, because you figure 11 years from now will be 2034. I remember when I worked with Tom Tolbert at KMBR a long time ago. Tolbert was still getting paid by the Warriors. And he was not a prime-time he was not a prime time player on a top contract, and even he was getting deferred money. I mean, they're, they're, I feel like we've seen it more now. You're right about like, I mean, Scherzer's money was deferred with the Nationals. I think they're still paying him. Yeah, everybody. I mean, so it's not. I, I, I think that I, I, I think the bigger topic is getting back into these long term deals and how crazy is these long term deals. Yeah, and there's an article I got. I'll check it out later from our friend Kyle McDaniel who pre- predicted the uh, fusion, um, the Japanese starter. Joining the A's, I'm blanking on his name. Fujinami, Fujinami, Shintaro Fujinami. Yeah, so he has an article: the best and worst moves of the offseason. I wonder, if, I wonder if he puts in there. I called it. I said he was going to sign with Oakland. <laughs> we we need to remind him that he did that. So we'll be back tomorrow from one to four, as we will have day two of just this fantastic opportunity that is Oakland A's fantasy camp. Give the information so you can, if you want to be a part of fantasy camp next year and get coached by Stu and Shooty and Dallas and watch Brody blow out his hamstring maybe again next year. Fantasy camp will be January tenth through the sixteenth. You can get all the information at athletics.com/slash/fantasycamp. You know, I'm starting to think that now that we've been down here, that we may did, we may need to do this next year. Can we make it through day one without blowing out a hamstring? Yes, I think I I'm pretty confident in myself that I can. Think I can well, do I it. I think what we could do since we see each other so much is we start playing catch. You want to have a catch? Like we start in, having a catch. <laughs> I, I I live across the. My, across the street from me is a park and three baseball fields. That's yeah, true. So we could play catch, play long toss, take some grounders, start. So by the time we got down here, we would be ready to rock. This is, and th- I want to throw a little bit because I've seen some of these hitters. I want to come after some of these guys. There was a. I don't know if you saw this one. We I think uh, might have been when uh, Carney was on, or it might have been after. Um, one of the catchers was left-handed. That was the last time you saw a left-handed catcher. Scott Emerson. Yeah. <laughs> 
Scott Emerson, the pitching coach of your Oakland Athletics. That's the last guy catching I saw. Yeah, it was left-handed. A, the battery was a left-handed start, left-handed pitcher, and a left-handed catcher, and probably never see that again. This is really special. I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. I hope you enjoy tomorrow. And we can't say enough how how great of an opportunity this is for everybody out there, and what a great job the Oakland Athletics are doing with this and what they've done with it for years. We're just experiencing it now, and I can't say enough. The weather here, Arizona, absolutely perfect. Once again, when people can start looking at information. Yeah, athletics.com slash fantasy camp. The dates are January 10th through the 16th of next year. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be coached by, like I mentioned, Stu, Dallas, Shooty, Carney, Terry, Bobby we, Crosby. We want to thank the legend Dave Stewart, Carney Lansford, Tommy Everidge, the A's hitting coach, Adam Rosales, Brody, Shooty Babbitt, Brody Brazil. I had the list, but I closed it. Um, oh, and the, yeah, Dan Pelkey, the MVP of fantasy. We camp. gave Pelkey enough love. <laughs> do, do, I, do I have all the? Do I have all the guys? Do I have yeah, all? Yeah, I, bl- I believe we have all of them. I wrote them all down. I'm not missing anybody. Anybody? I don't want to miss anybody because whenever I miss somebody, somebody complains. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Let me see to make sure I because I wanted to make sure I had them all written down. Um. Yeah, you mentioned everyone. I got everybody. Yep. And tomorrow, jam packed once again. Cannot wait. Fantasy camp back here from one to four Pacific. If you're down here in the Valley of Sun, it's two to five. Thank you for watching, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow from Arizona. The Coliseum has gone by many names, but none better than The Last Dive Bar. Hi, everyone. Ken Korak here, and my friends at Last Dive Bar are helping us celebrate our longtime home. Last Dive Bar has the most unique merchandise for all Oakland baseball fans. T-shirts, sweatshirts, the Ray Fossey line, and my personal favorite, the lights have taken full effect. Visit their website at lastdivebar.com or follow them on social media at Last Dive Bar. All proceeds are invested back into the A's Community Fund and their affiliated charities. Go to lastdivebar.com. That's Last Dive Bar. Oakland Athletics Spring Training is right around the corner, and you can be part of the excitement. Get your tickets now and plan ahead for a fun-filled trip to Mesa, Arizona this spring. Pack the sunscreen, bring your friends, pick up some ballpark classics, and watch your green and gold get ready for the regular season. Get your tickets today to see the Athletics take on the Giants, Padres, Cubs, Dodgers, and more. Tickets are on sale now at athletics.com slash spring. That's athletics.com slash spring. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.